Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Dark Insight. This is Friday, the 26th of May, 2017, and this is episode 60. Uh, I am your host for this episode, Josh Crow, and I am joined today by some of my very good friends. Uh, we have the, the Hobbit basher himself, Charles Turner. How are you doing, sir? Very good, thank you. Good, good, good. And we've got a uh, recent addition to the show with us today, um, Brian Wade. How are you doing, sir? I'm excellent, Josh. How are you doing? Oh, I'm good, thank you. I'm, I'm pretty warm. I'm pretty tired, but I'm pretty good. So, yeah we'll get into that in just a second and uh we've got another special guest with us today a man who's always welcome on the show he's always a pleasure to speak to and from what he said to me the other day he's never actually podcasted with brian so this is the first time for him as well so that is true a, yep so it's another welcome back to the show for uh, mr stephen Fayer. how are you sir i'm doing good i'm doing good glad to be here good 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 yeah always a pleasure to have you on the show and um I always find that when we got you on the show, our kind of conversations are quite interesting. So we seem to have a habit of playing a particular kind of game or the same game just in time <laughs> to actually come on the show and talk about it together. So Yeah, and we always wind up uh, oddly diametrically opposed on it. <laughs> yeah, but that, that's absolutely fine. And I think that you and I are destined to do this forever, and I'm perfectly fine with that. So. It's the yin and yang yeah. of podcasting. Yeah. Pretty much. Movable object, uh, unstoppable force thing. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> exactly. You just got to sneak that little Dark Knight reference in there. Yeah, always. Oh, yeah. Always, yeah. Well, then, I suppose we had better get onto the weather. And I will start this week because for a dramatic change for the UK's climate, it's been fucking hot this week. I don't know where this has come from. It was raining all last week and we had hail and storms and everything. But for some reason this week, it has just decided to turn into an oven. Um, and it is absolutely crazy. So I apologize in advance if there is a tiny bit of background noise on um, my side of the audio. But I have to have the windows open right now. Because it's just, it's basically, it's got to the stage where I'm sweating so much that I have to periodically check my body to make sure none of my tattoos have slid off. So <laughs> it is it has been that hot this week. Yeah, so it's just been so incredibly hot this week. Um and it's really kind of caught us by surprise. So when I got out of work this afternoon, I was checking Twitter and I saw that pretty much everybody in the country was saying, Oh, I'm in an ice cream, I'm having an ice cream. It's like, Do you know what? I'm gonna have one too, because I went in on this. <laughs> so yeah, so so I had my ice cream and it was lovely, but now I'm boiling hot. But yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong, it's lovely. It's nice to see the sun for a change, but us Brits, we're not used to it. And we're always like, oh, it's too cold and wet. And then when the sun comes out, oh, I'm melting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, that's, that is what we're always like. But then when it snows in this country, you get one inch of snow and the entire country grinds to a halt. So you think, come on, guys, this is pathetic. Um, but yeah, so it's it's been a dramatic change, not necessarily a welcome one when you're trying to get to sleep at night. But yeah, Vader, what's it been like for you? Um, we had yeah, just heading into winter, so usual winter kind of stuff. Um, so right now, I had to open the curtains before to see what it was like because <laughs> it's early in the morning, um, and I am Vader in the mist. Um, so again, <laughs> talked about it before, up in the hills, so we get a lot of mist. Uh, it's just misty, another misty rainy day, but it's not too bad. Business as usual. Lovely, lovely. What about you, Brian? Uh, it is a it is a nice, lovely, even seventy degrees. It's been about that temperature all week, except earlier this week it, it rained pretty hard. But other than that, it's been good. Lovely. And Stephen, I believe you're currently going through a similar situation to me, aren't you? 
Yeah, we're uh, we're in the nineties ish uh, now, but I mean that's kind of par for the course for Florida. We're just I'm kind of yeah. waiting for the humidity to really kick in and just make it miserable to be. Yeah, outside. because that's the bad part about Florida. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like it just. Well, it's one of the bad parts. Of yeah, yeah. There are many, about Florida many weather. Bad parts, <laughs> <laughs> the Gators. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 20, uh, 70 Florida. is 21 Celsius for those listening, and 90 is... I've always got to do this just because of Jeremy. 32. Uh, Ooh, for your, uh, your fake uh, temperature. Fake temperature. Fake temperature. Hashtag fake news. <laughs> fake temperature. Come on, man. Come yeah, on. fake. It's not even real. I don't know what you guys are talking about. I'm no, glad another American on the cast to back me up. Well, no, because it doesn't even make sense. When you say it's in the 90s, that doesn't even sound right. That sounds like you're, you're preheating your oven to put a cake in there or something. At least with us. <laughs> That's at least... what it feels like. <laughs> and, well, I'm sure. Well, I suppose in that case, it's more indicative of what it feels like. But even so, it's just that it's, it seems like such an over-exaggeration. I mean, over well, here. Is yeah, like... I mean, come on. Look at where I'm from. <laughs> True, but I mean, so for us to say that it's like, what, 23 degrees, I think it was over here, Celsius, and that seems like a more reasonable thing, something that you kind of actually work with, rather than just something Skiing that... Skiing in that kind of weather. <laughs> it sounds like something you could work with, and not necessarily something that, I don't know, you could actually roast a chicken in or something, I don't know. But, yeah, whatever. Hey-ho. Um... <laughs> Right then, I suppose we should get on to the news, and it's quite fully loaded with news this week. Um, it really is, actually, come to think of it. I don't know who added <laughs> um, this whole Dragon's Dogma thing, but I'm glad you did, because I had completely forgotten to add it, so thank you very yeah. much. You got my back on that one. Um, yeah, but it would appear that after ages and ages of clamouring, which I imagine quite a lot of it was probably for Mr. CJ because I know he's a big fan of this game but it would appear that uh, Capcom are actually bringing Dragon's Dogma to current gen so it's, it means I can finally play this game that I've heard so many good things about so uh, what do you guys feel about it? Uh, this game rules <laughs> and yeah. I'm really glad that more people are going to get to play it yeah yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it yeah, yeah I, I yeah, can't just... wait so I'd rather just see a new game. Um, yeah, uh, honestly, yeah. <laughs> um, well, I wonder, though, I think that's what they're going to use this as a gauge for, to kind mm. of see if, you know, a, oh, yeah. a little bit like a Kickstarter where, you know, okay, we'll put your money where your mouth is. You guys keep saying you want a new Dragon's Dogma, so. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm going to buy this because this is going to be the only Souls-like that's actually good like Dark Souls. Mm. Um, that's going to be out on these systems besides Dark Souls. But surely, wasn't that kind of that feeler gauge put out there with the... Was it, didn't they do like a PC release recently? I think so. Like, yeah. Yes, they did, because sometime. I own it on PC. Yeah. Yeah, so um, I, was, I but... thought the feeler gauge would kind of be put out with that. So if we get good sales on the PC, then that would sort of indicate to us that enough people are interested to warrant making a sequel. I, I think that like the, the the mainstream audience is probably a little more like focused on the consoles though. So mm, definitely putting it out on the consoles is giving you more of the the like, hey, are everyday normal normal people gonna buy this game? Yeah. yeah. I mean it's interesting for all the people that say that consoles are the thing that are killing gaming. It seems to be the primary actual like the greatest chunk of the game sales. And that that's good to see because it, it it gives me one to actually stick it to all those people who say that console gaming should have died a long time ago because you think well no it bloody well shouldn't have <laughs> yeah. well 
you know, just for me, I've got to say that I'm glad that consoles stay around because then I have someone to feel superior to. <laughs> <laughs> we all need that, so you know what? Exactly. It's okay. <laughs> and we're happy to patronize you and let you feel that way. <laughs> so how how does it feel climbing down from your ivory tower once in a while to actually join us console peasants? <laughs> oh, I just, you know, I just talk about my obscure PC games every week on here. <laughs> Well, that's another reason why we brought you on, is so we can actually get you know a, a PC gamer on, on the lineup. Because I mean, I'd be buggered if I'm going to do any PC gaming. So I mean, <laughs> uh, my laptop is relatively new, but it's by no means a gaming laptop at all. So, but I've, there's only uh, about I think I've got two games on this laptop, and that is I've got Uplink because it's a game I've always been interested in playing, and System Shock Two because it was um, brought over to um, good old games recently. So. I thought I'd, I'd pick that up and I could actually play that game, but this is definitely not my chosen medium for actually playing games. And I, you I know what else you could play on your PC, Josh? It, bear in mind it is a Mac, so you're going to have to limit that quite a lot. Stardew Valley. <laughs> yeah, but I have that on PS4, so you know. <laughs> and I haven't. I've, I, there hasn't I've, been a Stardew Valley reference in a while, so true. And <laughs> I did actually. I bought that after all the talking that Jeremy was doing about it and haven't played it once so you know that just that just goes to show how much, how far I got into that one <laughs> it, uh... you should give it a try it's, oh, it's pretty delightful oh it's I intend to I intend to give it a try but the thing is being the kind of person I am I've got about 17,000 games to get through so yeah. it's just you know it's well, not you know, really it's... yeah it's not high on my list of priorities wow. right now but uh yeah, but I'm definitely glad to see that Dragon's Dogma is being brought onto current gen because it's a game I have been interested in playing for a long time, um, and to know that they've actually been listening to what people want is really good. And I'm definitely going to pick this up when it comes out if I can find the time to play it. I mean, I've got The Witcher and the DLC, and I've barely touched that as well. So, <laughs> so you know, there you go. Well, unlike unlike The Witcher, Dragon's Dogma is actually really fun to play. Um, Ooh. So, Ooh, shots, shots fired. fired. <laughs> yeah, uh, I like The Witcher Three. It's it's not fun to play though. Um, the you guys, you guys Dogma... couldn't see this, but I put a uh, I put a an image of a guy dunking on someone uh, in the chat. <laughs> <laughs> um, like there's like the the games that I'm and I'm hoping I don't know what all kind of work they did for the for the PC um, as far as the technical stuff goes, but I kind of hope they leave a lot of the jank that is in that game because that kind of leads to a lot of the fun that can happen. Like, uh, one of them, it's a real dumb little detail, but one of my favorite things, when you upgrade your bow, uh, instead of just getting more powerful arrows, it adds how many arrows you grab in your hand so that, like, by the time it's fully upgraded, you're literally grabbing a handful of arrows and shooting it. Like, it looks real dumb, but it's... <laughs> yeah, it does. Um, like... Uh, but and thankfully your arrows aren't limited, so it's not really an issue. But like that, it's kind of just, there's a lot of weird, silly things in that game that make it a whole ton of fun to actually. It starts play. off quite grounded and looks like like a normal, um, you know, high fantasy RPG, but then it gets wacky pretty quick. Like yeah, the costumes it gets, it gets, mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And some of the pawns you're going to be picking up are very silly. Yeah, mm. um, I've heard that the end game the... stuff is spectacular as well. Game is is. It's so weird how amazing the concept the end of that game is, mm. which I don't want to say here, because uh, mm. it, it is in no way indicated throughout the rest of the game what the ending is going to be like. Yeah. yeah see, I didn't get that far. I kind of, I got burnt out pretty quick. Um, I lost interest. Um, yeah. 
I, I was probably still in a Solzitis period, though, where any no game was good enough. <laughs> <laughs> so that could be my problem. So I'm not as excited by it as it by others. Um, and also, I think I spoiled it for myself because I came to it with the PlayStation Plus uh, mm-hmm. version. Mm. Everyone had already like leveled up, so like my brother had like completed the game, and I got his Optimus Prime character that he made, his his pawn. <laughs> and it was oh. actually that's what he called it, and it was like a red and blue guy. It was like a massive tank. <laughs> it was quite funny, um, but it was real high leveled, and so I could just sit back and what let him do all the work. Yeah, and so it kind of spoiled it for me. <laughs> Um, only yeah. sections of that game that you can walk into and the enemies will just stomp you because you're not supposed to be there yet um, which is part of the fun of poking around that world mm. yeah yeah. one of the one of the things about that game we don't have to get super deep into it but um, you can rate other people's pawns when you pick them up out of the, the void or whatever I can't remember what it's called the rift mm. um but so I made my I made my pawn. Um, I, I based him after my D and D character. Uh, his his name is Gortak, and he's a big old half orc. Mm. Um, and everybody rated him like super low on appearance because he wasn't Aww. pretty, and it made me really sad. <laughs> That's sad. Like he's a big beef boy. Like he did. Not everybody has to be a sexy anime lady. No, definitely not. <laughs> but if you actually look at all the different characters in the in the void, then you would be wrong. <laughs> Because apparently they have to be. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much true. <laughs> but like my my player character was the sexy anime lady. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> it was a cool concept, although it was a little bit icky. The whole you've got these non-human humans that you can do whatever you want with. <laughs> well, the, the yeah, that part's weird. But again, the ending of that game kind of fills that in does it yeah like yeah. it's again i don't want to spoil it because there's going to be a lot of people playing this for the first time that i want hopefully they will get to the end of that game and see how crazy that ending is <laughs> yeah cool mm. yeah definitely well if more people can play it then it's good yeah well, unlike this sure. next news yeah this next news is, isn't news it was prophecy that was gonna happen yeah, yeah. everybody knew this was yeah happen, we all right? saw this coming i mean if you don't know then you've probably been living under a rock but red dead redemption 2 has been delayed until 2018 but they have released some screenshots again we all saw this coming this is rockstar they are masters of their craft they know exactly what they're doing and i don't care if it's 2018 2024 i don't care they can take as long as they want the fact of the matter is in the uk now bear in mind i think the re-release of gta 5 came out on ps4 was it uh two years ago ish from that two three years ago i can't quite remember now but it's still in the weekly uk charts it's still hitting them sales even now after all this time so that just that is such a great sign of Rockstar just truly nailing it. They just they absolutely know what they're doing. Um, so I'm completely on board. Just do whatever you like, lads. Do whatever you like. Just, don't bother me. Just carry on. So And those screenshots yeah. do look phenomenal as well. Yes, absolutely they do. incredible. Yeah. The, the insane attention to detail in those. It just, again, just speaks to them and what they're doing. They just, they really know how to nail it. So, yeah, yeah. See, I, I've got no problems with the delay because as we've talked about many times I'd rather a good game come out and not a broken one but just don't announce it <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't 
yeah, I don't see how yeah they can make decision what's coming out now and then a month later it's like oh wait we forgot to do this whole section of the game. Mm. <laughs> yeah, kind of delay um, So I'm I'm looking at this article that we have in the show notes. Um, and can I can I can I have some beef real quick? Carry on. Yeah. Uh, so in the image in the image of the two of the two revolvers uh, in the text underneath it, the, the author has written. Uh, also, it looks like Rockstar is incorporating the Dark Souls ring system. Like, how is he extrapolating <laughs> that from just like a character having some <laughs> rings on? <laughs> <laughs> like, what? Where are you because getting that don't from, you dude? Know everything has to be compared to Dark Souls. Now yeah, to that was really what the problem was that I was having. <laughs> was that it was a Dark Souls? It does <laughs> kind of look like. The um the steel plate ring or something whatever it's called. No, Vader, stop it! <laughs> Don't encourage him, Vader. Yeah. Confirmed. Dark Souls exist <laughs> in the redemption world. God. <laughs> yeah, that is pretty dumb. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I do agree. The with only you. thing is, like, yeah. I I'm still very uh tri- um. Looking at this, I I really want Red Dead to Red Dead Redemption to to be good. Um, but in as much as I enjoy GTA Five, I liked the story in GTA Four a little bit better, and what they were doing with that story, and what they did with the story in Red Dead One a whole lot better mm. than what they wound up doing with GTA Five. And I understand that GTA Five is something crazier and bigger than mm-hmm. either of those things with its online component mm. um, so i get that so what i'm what i'm really hoping is that this delay is not them trying to expand the online uh portion of this game because i, I really just want them to tell another amazing story like only rockstar really tells mm. uh with open world games um so it's this delay i'm like oh what are what are they doing to this game like mm. i'm not I, i'm not automatically thinking it's bad but at the same time i'm just like what what could possibly have delayed it this long out? <laughs> like, mm. uh... yeah, yeah. I got so bored with Red Dead One, so I'm just not really. Not fast. Yeah. Oh man! Well, again, I guess I guess it's the ending of that game is really what I latched onto. But yeah, man. I'm really disappointed that they're just calling this Red Dead Redemption Two. Also, yeah, that is a yeah. bit. Yeah. Like I wish it was Red Dead something else, Red Dead Revival, anything. Vengeance, Red Dead Revengeance Rising. Oh, that would be insane. <laughs> oh, I'm all over that. Yes. Right. Yeah. Red Dead Rising. Middle Gear cool. Solid and Red Dead in the same universe. Oh, yeah. Yep. With Dark Souls. <laughs> and Dark Souls also. <laughs> With oh. all the scoops. Yeah. No, the, I mean, I am actually yet to play the first Red Dead. It's one of those that's been on my on the cards for so long now but it's mm. one of those again like the witcher probably the same with dragon's dogma when that comes over as well it's just it's one of those games where if i'm playing that game it's going to have to be the only game i play because if i get sidetracked with something else i'm not going to dedicate as much time to truly appreciating it on the level that i feel it deserves so i do intend to get around to it I reckon I should really give myself a kick up the ass and actually get it done before this one comes out. Um, so, you know, going on that, I've got around about a year to actually do that. So hopefully I can find the time to Honestly, squeeze it in. But... <sighs> yeah. I think I think at this point Red Dead Redemption has been so overhyped that the experience of playing it now is never going to live up to how good that game people say it is. Like people constantly hold it up as the game of the generation, which I'm like, nah. It's mm. a pretty cool open world western. It's not the greatest game that came out on those systems. Like it's, 
That's my problem. Uh, great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everybody's like, Red Dead Redemption's the best. And I'm like, uh, no, <laughs> but mm. okay. Because um, I, I played it quite late, and I had already, I think, I, again, probably got it free with PlayStation Plus, I think. Um, probably, yeah. It's a great game to get yeah. for free, but no. Like... That's what I thought, but I've said it before, catching horses really sucks. I hated it. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, there's some, there's some open world like nonsense that and those open world side quests terrible. get boring. Well, mm. there's one story one where you have to catch a horse and I spent ages doing it and I was just like, I don't want to do this. This is not fun. I want to shoot the dudes. <laughs> and then I, that's when I stopped. <laughs> um, but yeah. 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 It's, it's probably going to be wicked when it comes out though. So I'm looking forward to seeing how it see. turns out. Yeah, uh, I'm sure. I'm sure it won't be bad, whatever it is. No, definitely not. I mean, like I said, it's Rockstar. They know what they're doing. Um, in less fortunate uh, news, um, there's been mm-hmm. a, a bit more of a development uh, on the situation with IO Interactive. They've had to lay off some of their employees due to Square Enix cutting their ties with them, which is, like I said, the last time I was on, is such a dreadful shame because hitman was such an incredible game from last year and i feel like the the episodic nature of it harmed it more than people were willing to try it if that makes any sense it just it by the time it it come out in its episodic format i think the damage was done to a great deal of consumers and that's such a shame because it's it's just wasted potential because the game was absolutely incredible um, so this is a real shame. I have heard rumours that season two still is kind of in the works, but again, we've got no evidence to actually s- support that. So I would like to think that's the case, but honestly, right now it doesn't look like we're going to get a season two. So it's it's one hell of a shame, and I'm just I just hope that all the people that lay off actually go on to do other things and are able to be successful and whatever they turn their hands to and just hope that i don't know they carry on making awesome games because if they take the the knowledge and the the systems that they worked with in hitman with them they're going to absolutely smash whatever it is they decide to do in the future so you know i just i wish them all the best it's a shame yeah I don't know. Have any of you guys got anything to say about that? Or is this just me basically beating my own drum again? (laughs) I I actually feel kind of bad. Like, I mean, honestly, like one, I know one sale isn't going to change anything, but I was one of those people that was like, oh, it's episodic. I'll wait till the whole thing's out to buy it. Mm. (laughs) You didn't buy it. Uh, Because that's how I do. That's how I do anything that's like that. I just wait for the whole thing to come out. Um, And from the sounds of it, like, I'm more bummed out because this sounded like such a weird experiment of how to do a bigger uh, game that from anyone who ever played this game, like I I never heard anybody say anything bad that Mm. actually sat down and played this game. Like Mm. it seemed like everyone enjoyed it and Mm -hmm. that the quality of the game was like that it was probably the best Hitman. I would, Uh, you know, from what I could gather. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, I mean, I'm still going to, then I guess, you know, I. Yeah, I, I'm probably planning on picking it up, even though there's still a million things I want to play. But um, yeah, mm. it was just—it was kind of a bummer to hear this. I was like, man, that really sucks because like I was so excited to see this weird thing actually, quote unquote, be successful. You know, just from word of you know what I had heard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so it was, yeah, it's overall a bummer. Yeah, yeah, it's a major bummer. 
So I'm just, I feel so sorry for, for that team because it's only recently, it was only like the past month or so because I picked up um, the digital version with the massive 47 figure when it first came out. So I had it digitally anyway and that included the season pass and I went and bought it as a physical release just because I wanted, I have got all the other ones as physical copies so I just wanted that to kind of add to the collection. Um, and that came with um, like a half hour documentary thing on so basically um the process of them announcing it at e3 through the development process and the testing process to you know the launch day and everything it's fascinating to actually see how it changed over time and how they were reading um the feedback that they were getting from people who had tested the game and people who had um sort of played bits and pieces and they sent out surveys and got the feedback in and you know they really took the time to actually try and craft it to what people wanted um and for something that gained so much love and attention from the team to just be basically just cut off so drastically it just it really bums me out it's probably some of the most disappointing game news i've heard for a long time actually just because it was so good wonder what on earth square enix actually deems as financially successful because didn't they say the same (laughs) thing about Tomb Raider? Yes, they did. And like I thought yeah. that sold pretty <laughs> well. Yeah. Like like what it was I like, really want to know what like in the world there. million copies to be profitable or something. Yeah. But, like that's cra- like what are they spending their money on? Mm. <laughs> like I don't mm. But I mean just... I, I, I mean far be it for me to to criticize how they with you know this company, you know, a very successful company views as successful, but at the mm. same time like wh- what are you guys doing? Like both those games are real good. Like mm. I, I feel like you guys are mismanaging something. I, yeah, but I don't know. But I mean, with with Tomb Raider, there was the thing where they actually they had the exclusivity with Xbox One for a year, which certainly didn't help them that much because the majority of the console player base is PS4. So they've they basically opted f- for an exclusive deal with the less popular console. And I think during its time. Um, it it didn't even sell um, like a hundred thousand copies on the Xbox. I think like it sold like seventy thousand copies or something like that. I mean, so I don't have the actual figures to hand, so you know that's just me sort of spouting it out. But I do remember hearing something about the time that said it only sold like seventy thousand copies, or which is nothing. And obviously, when we got it on the PS4, it was more kind of more tailored to us because it came with all the DLC plus the extra bit in Croft Manor um, and cheaper. And it was cheaper, cheaper. and, and it, we had that really cool anniversary box. Exactly, yeah, because yeah. it was the, the, to celebrate the twentieth anniversary of Tomb Raider. So, to that extent, I could kind of forgive him for that because when it was eventually released on PlayStation, it felt like it was more special because that was, you know, what it, the PlayStation was what we always associated with Tomb Raider. So it was nice to have it back on what we consider it's like its home turf. Um, and you know you get the the art book with it and all the DLC, so you know they I, didn't do themselves. Kind of problem. Sorry, go on. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah they did. You're right. They didn't do themselves favors yeah. with the Xbox exclusive. Mm. Yeah. The problem with those figures, I don't think they include bundled sales of the the games when they count those. Mm. And so oh, the and were also probably... I don't think they actually measure digital sales either. No, I yeah. don't think so. Yeah. The, it's like Whereas... well, we we really can't know. <laughs> yeah. 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 Which is ridiculous because, of course, they can. They just choose not exactly. to. Yeah. Which and it's, I, 
yeah, and still don't get that. Especially when you consider mm. how many people do choose to buy games digitally these days over physical copies. You know, I mean that that percentage is is growing day by day as more people decide to just ditch disc-based games and just go fully digital. Especially now with the the recent PS4 update we just had. Um, that included uh, the compatibility with external hard drives. So now people can just load up external hard drives with all um, digital games and not really need to worry about buying physical stuff. So it doesn't make any sense to me to not count that in terms of overall sales because that is essentially... I mean, you're still making sales and you're still bringing money and so you're still doing business and if you're still doing business, why would you not track it? Mm. So... But then they would have had to count digital sales for Hitman because at the time it was a digital only game. So if they're prepared to count the digital sales for that, but you know, I don't know. It's it's really weird. It is weird. Yeah, it is really weird. But I was just go. thinking with with that studio, we've we've had like a like a surge of um, developers from old studios who have left their studios and like re- going on to Kickstarter and, and making mm-hmm. remaking this game. Yeah, like ukulele. I'm just thinking, ten years time, fifteen years time, are we gonna have like the Hitman developers do a Kickstarter for another game? And I'd back that. What, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm just thinking what it would be yeah. like. Yeah. Uh, it, it would be look, look forward to Murder Gentleman coming 2018. <laughs> <laughs> because we're getting that all lot from these older studios who have either been pushed off to other projects or have closed. And yeah, I'm just wondering if we'll that will continue and just what those games will look like mm. the nostalgia for the ps4 games and mm. like when we're at ps4 ps8 mm. or whatever it is mm. it'll be quite interesting and the potential for the names of new hitman games as well as brian just said i mean you could have like snuff lad and stuff like that <laughs> <laughs> that, that would be amazing so yeah so it's a shame but you know can't do anything about it i've already bought the game twice so you know pfft. I don't know what else I can do to help him out. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, so next item we have is um, that Ubisoft actually managed to blurt out a load of game announcements this week. Um, so we've had Far Cry 5 be officially announced. Um, they give uh, some more details on the new Assassin's Creed. Um, and they announced... <laughs> I can't believe this. They announced The Crew 2, you know, because you know, the, the, sequ- the sequel nobody was clamouring for, for the game that nobody gave a fuck about. <laughs> so that's... Um, yeah, that's, that's got to be a good one. Um, and they had a release date for South Park, which is, so I can see here, um, October 17th, which is four days after my birthday. So, you know, so well well-timed, well-timed, very good. Um, nice. Yeah, but and they actually they pushed out the the Far Cry Five trailer today. Did you any, any of you guys watch the trailer before we started recording? Could, couldn't care less. No, nope, fair enough. Really? Look, it just looks stupid. Did, did like, you just not really? Did you not really get the other ones? I've never actually or... played them, but the setting of this one just it's very non-interesting to me. Hmm. I think what it is is the gameplay of those games mixed with that setting. I'm like, that sounds weird because the other games are effectively just Rambo simulators mm. and they're great, um, <laughs> but they're in these very, very exotic locales. Mm. So then putting this in like the middle of America, I'm just like, that seems like almost like 
I, I'm very curious to see how they're going to handle that because, like, you do some very what could be seen as very like insensitive and terrible, awful things to the wildlife and inhabitants of Far Cry Three and Four. Mm-hmm. So I'm just curious to see how far they'll let you go in this one, being that it is you know we're finally getting something like that in America. Like that's I don't know. It just it feels like they could have an opportunity to really push the envelope thematically. Mm. Uh, with this game, yeah, which but... I don't, I don't know if they'll actually pull through and actually do that, or if they'll, you know, play it safe and have it be something lame. Mm. Well, it just seems like they're doing your classic religious cult, like extreme Christian people. I know, I know, but and, I, and I, I not... like that as a setting. I'm so do I. Yeah, so, so do lame, I. But I like it. Yeah, it is. <laughs> like, interested. yeah, like I said, talking about Outlast <laughs> Two. I mean, watching this trailer, the two sort of things that sprang to mind in my head was Outlast 2 and uh, Preacher, actually. I genuinely got a, a few sort of Preacher vibes from it in terms of the setting mm-hmm. and, you know, because obviously if you've read Preacher, there's a lot of, um, I don't know, sort of religious-based context in there. I'm not going to go into that now, but I really sort of got those two feelings from it, probably because Outlast 2 is quite fresh in my memory, so that kind of seems to be a bit of a playing it safe sort of thing. I mean, I don't know if they were to set it in America, like what else they could have done um i don't know um i've i'm definitely interested in in the new far cry it i played i haven't played primal i played um four and quite enjoyed it um didn't finish it though because it was just one of those huge games uh i played three for about 10 minutes um i think probably the only one i've actually put any serious amount of time into is one of the ones on it was on the 360 i think it's like instincts or predator or something like that and that was more just because the the spin-off of the first one yeah pretty much yeah and that was more just because it was a multiplayer thing for me and my friends so um but yeah so this one it looks all right i I wanted to give it a go but um yeah i like the idea of like the far cry the kind of your as you said rambo simulator i like the idea of that but i just get so i know i get really bored of the rinse repeat nature of ubisoft games mm-hmm. yeah so I'm just yeah never invested at full price and by the time they drop like it, i can get far cry 4 for like 30 bucks or something now um so it's pretty cheap so i can pick oh, it up yeah. well, like, and it's like because really that ubisoft makes it just keeps making the same open world game and with yeah, different like I'm the just... crew had towers you go to that you sync <laughs> with to unlock things on the map it's a car <laughs> game and that's dumb like, <laughs> they legitimately just keep making the same game but like far cry is the only one of those that i actually enjoy like i i stopped liking assassin's creed a long time ago mm. uh and all of their games I'm like this is dumb uh and so like i i can definitely see that uh for me far cry is that one game that i that i game. play that's actually yeah. like that i think it's a combination mm. of that and as i say i'm not that keen on the setting um the funny only thing the setting doesn't was, do it for you you know yeah um duck dynasty it's, it's duck dynasty far cry is what someone referred Which to as. I, it's pretty funny I, I think also because like effectively i live like even though i live in florida but where i live in florida is effectively like it's kind of like those people like like mm. i live around a lot of people who are like that so it's gonna be real interesting to see see something in a video game that is not normally in a video game Hmm. Um, just to see how they do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I do, I don't really know too much about the new Assassin's Creed details. I haven't really been a massive fan of Assassin's Creed. I played the first one, thought it was all right. I played the second one, quite enjoyed that, and then played Black Flag. And basically, 
all I want out of Assassin's Creed game now is just give me an entire game with just the boat sections. Just give me that. I'd be quite happy with that because that was fun. Just make make Pirates Creed. That's yeah. what I want. Yeah, make that. <laughs> yeah, I'd be quite happy with that. Yeah. The settings were cool because it was in a setting that we usually hadn't seen in games. Mm. But now it's just gone to all these other settings that we see all the time in games. So, Well, isn't isn't this one... The last I saw... I hadn't seen this update. The last I saw was um, that it was in Egypt. Is that... Did that's, that bear uh, out? Uh, that's what rumors seem to be pointing to. Um, but I don't know if that's actually been confirmed or anything. Um, I can actually see this update, so... They jumped through time too quick in their series. They should have stayed back further in history yeah yeah there's just a lot more that you could explore back then mm. yeah yeah but pirate pirate creed is definitely cool i'd like to see more of that yeah definitely but i mean so i don't think anybody cares about the crew too nobody cared nope. about the crew one nobody gave a shit <laughs> i played the demo for five minutes and said this is boring and never played it again <laughs> Um, I'm surprised that actually out of all of these South Park isn't being given the biggest push because from like the people that I follow on Twitter and the people that I tend to speak to on a regular basis most of them I'd peg as being like looking forward to South Park most out of all of these games announced but South Park just kind of gets like brushed to the corner I thoroughly enjoyed that first one but this is going to be a totally different kind of game right Mm. yeah I believe so this is a turn based RPG this time right yeah, as far as I know, they're, they're going for a different angle with this one. Um, but they've already got the backing of plenty of people, from what I can tell. Oh, yeah. so, like and I'm sure that it will be come out. good. Yeah, but I mean, the first one took quite a long time to come out as well. Yeah. So, you know. <laughs> well, it's, it's because the, the whole point of it, they seem to be like poking fun at what's popular. And it seems like what they're poking fun at has sort of died off. Like we've passed the heyday of superhero movies now. I know they're still coming out, but we're le- people getting less interested in them. Whereas last year, everyone was all about the Avengers and whatnot. Mm. So it's kind of funny that the it seems like it's almost missed the boat a little. Mm. Yeah, but then so this South Park has got its own brand of humour. I love South Park anyway. I always have done. I always will do. It really it knows how to bring out Enjoy my real immature side. Humor, so. Yeah, it really knows how to bring out my <laughs> immature side. So you know, it really speaks to me. Um, yeah, but so it'd be interesting to see what details we get about these from E3. Um, I don't know if there's going to be like any sort of in-game footage that's going to be shown off. So we had the Far Cry trailer today. Um, so whether they'll expand on that, we'll just have to wait and see. I mean, we're only weeks away from E3 now anyway, so only time will tell with that one. Um, next up is one that I put on here just because I find it hilarious. I don't understand why this is even a thing. <laughs> why is this happening but it's been announced that they're rebooting Resident Evil films I don't know why I mean nobody seems to care anyway so I don't know why we we need this because we certainly don't Um, I just found this utterly hilarious when you consider how long ago it was that the first film came out we've only just got over what was supposedly the final chapter so what is the point in in this I don't get it all the films are crap anyway every single one I've watched every single one apart from the newest one and they've all been shit so I don't I (laughs) I tapped out at three (laughs) yeah yeah definitely what I found funny is that in that that's the series that we have had have rebooted itself 
as well. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. pretty sure one of them ended, like, the world was just desert and, like, ended. Like, all humans are pretty much gone. And then the next one, it was all back to populated cities. Yep. So I don't yeah. know how it worked. I, I guess, like, at some point, they're in, like, simulations, and they're, they're clones, I guess. And I, these movies are so dumb. I still so, the fun to watch. I still enjoyed watching them. They were just for the, what they were. The first they... one was almost a good movie. No, it yeah. wasn't. No, it, it was wasn't. almost a good movie. Uh, no, maybe I just wasn't. wanted it to be. <laughs> yeah, I wanted it to be as well. Goodly like, entertaining. <laughs> yeah, no. it's just entertaining. Do you know what I? I'd rather is... watch Fast and Furious though. Like at that point, I was like, well, yeah. I watch <laughs> cars crash into each other. That's way cooler. <laughs> but that's because Fast and Furious rules. It does. <laughs> Dude, they fight a they fight a submarine with cars in the last one. Baby. They do fight a submarine with cars in it. Rules. <laughs> like you do, like you do. <laughs> I mean, Resident Evil to me is the, the first one. Is the film I put on Netflix now to fall asleep to because I've seen it so many times. I don't know why. I don't like that film at all. It just some sometimes you just in sometimes you're just in the mood for a, a, a shit film, you know. You just and it's either it's basically Resident Evil or Batman and Robin, and I can't watch Batman and Robin when I go into bed because I always shout at the TV when I watch it. So it's, it has to be a film that, <laughs> that sends makes me to sleep. Me too angry to watch. Yeah, I mean Batman and Robin gets me infuriated. And yeah, there've been times I've been close to throwing my shoe at the TV. It's like, Shut up, Robin! Nobody cares. But <laughs> nobody cares. Yeah, but... one of the Resident Evils was the first movie me and my wife watched as a married couple. Um, we missed our flights to our honeymoon, and so we ended up getting put up in in Auckland um, by by the the airline. And yeah, we had nothing to do, so we went to the movies, and because we had like a couple hours to kill in the afternoon, so we went to the movies. And Resident Evil was the only movie on. <laughs> God, talk about being dealt a bad hand. Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) It was quite funny. It was very funny. Bloody hell. Yeah, so I just just had to put this on here just for, I don't know, just to poke the stick at it a little bit because I don't know why we don't need this. It's a waste of money, but there you go. Something... Uh, I'd be interested to see what they do with it though, because we're getting some pretty good remakes of things these days. Um, and if we, we get like Netflix doing it, <laughs> I don't know. Voltron was really good. I know there seems to be like a, a a resurgence of people like obviously who like these things as kids making them and putting a lot of effort into them, remaking them. So if if we get that kind of level of effort, <clears throat> I think it could be good. Well, I mean, if it's if it's remotely Resident Evil, it'll be better than the this previous series. This is the problem is they haven't been. Yeah, yeah. I don't. They were Resident Evil in name only. Like they. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I really, they, I just, I really hope they don't go down Resident Evil Seven route and just make it like slasher horror type. I like Hillbilly Horror Seven. Yeah, I like Resident Seven. I think it was well, a that's fine, but it's just not to me. That's not what Resident Evil is. Yeah. The science. I would like it to be actually a science. horror horror movie like if they're gonna do yeah. it I, I feel like yeah. that would be the best way to go about it like mm. i think that would yep. be cool if they went back that way but who knows probably not uh, no. <laughs> we'll i actually just watched um, one of the the animated ones with leon um the other week good they're I actually like quite good i like them i like them mm. <laughs> yeah because it's it's very very um resident evil 4 style with leon just mm. kicking people mm. um, i know the one yeah, you mean I, I can't remember the name of it but i know the one you mean it's the Russian. It's like well, it's not Russia, but it's like some Russian type. The country, airport, like. I think. Um, no, it wasn't the airport. It was like yeah, it was like a military coup kind of setting, and mm. they they kind of used um, 
yeah, bio they they used the, they got the virus to try and enhance themselves the rebels to fight against the the the, the government oh, as you do yeah. Yeah, and like Leon do. comes in and just kicks stuff like I said like, like he does yes. <laughs> like he does with his floppy so... hair with his floppy hair as he as he is yeah. one to do uh, so that is a waste of money but what isn't a waste of money is the Castlevania Netflix series who I don't know who this I know is where I was getting it this is what yeah. I was getting at, like people coming in who are fans of the series originally, and it's not just a license, just throwaway deal. Oh, we can make money because this is popular right now. This is like actually uh, someone who like likes something is involved with this. Um, so, yeah. Well, it's not just that, but it also seems like there are genuinely talented people involved with this. Um, yeah. Like the, uh, I've not read Warren Ellis comics, but I have heard that they are very, very good. Hmm. Um, and like I've heard from people that I trust their opinions that that this dude is legit. Uh, so I'm excited about that. And the guy who's making this produced that really cool uh, Power Rangers short uh, film that was going around YouTube a while ago. That was way better than the actual Power Rangers movie. Um, <laughs> but no, dude. Uh, so the trailer for this dropped like. I don't remember exactly, and it it was dope. It's dope AF, and uh, I'm really excited about this because it looks really good. Yeah, mm. while you guys were talking about Resident Evil, I actually watched the trailer because I hadn't seen it yet, <laughs> and because I had nothing to to no input on Resident Evil. Uh, yeah. It looks real good. Mm. Yeah, I, I'm... and the fact that it's going to be based off Castlevania Three makes me excited. Mm. So. That is a good Castlevania game. So, yeah. I, I... Yeah, Netflix has been doing really well remaking this stuff. I think I'd be more impressed if um, Resident Evil was being remade by Netflix. Mm, I don't know. I would it... be way more on board for that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I mean, they completely butchered the series of unfortunate events, and I love that series, and they absolutely ruined it for me. We haven't even finished watching it just because it, we did not like it at all. So... It but, was a bit dry and slow. Yeah, it was, and it was completely different. I didn't expect it to include every single thing from the books, and I know I'm going to be one of those and like, oh, it was nothing like the source material, but it wasn't. It was completely <laughs> different. You know, I mean, there were things that happened in the series that just outright did not happen in the book, and, you know, completely messed with the entire chronology of the series. So I was not yeah. impressed by that. Um, but having said that, um, Stranger Things was a Netflix series and I thought that was amazing so you know it's it's pigs and troughs so the only um, thing is like I and I don't really take this to heart but like I'm I'm getting a little tired of everything comparing itself to Game of Thrones in the same way that things compare themselves to Dark Souls like mm-hmm. this the, I think mm. the guy specifically says it's going to be like a Game of Thrones type of thing, but with Castlevania. I'm like, but why though? Why don't make it? Why don't yeah. you just make it Castlevania? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Why do you <laughs> need to compare cool. it? Yeah, yeah. Why do you need to compare it rather than make it stand on its own two feet and have its own character? Yeah, I don't well, get like, that. What does that mean? Like, are there going to be politics in Castlevania? Like, the... <laughs> I'm, I'm not exactly sure what that means. So. <laughs> Castlevania is going to be full of incest before you know it. Ugh. What he's referencing, <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah. It does good. What I like is that they haven't gone for like a modern cartoon style. They're, they're still holding to that kind of yes. older mm-hmm. 80s cartoon, but are polished and looking nice. Mm. 
Which yeah, that was definitely cool. something I saw that that immediately made me uh, get very excited was the quality and the style of the yeah. animation. It's got the style of an old cartoon, but the quality of a modern one. Exactly, yeah. Very nice. Because, yeah, I, I'm really liking Voltron. So, I, uh, yeah, I, I, it's pretty exciting what they potentially could do with some of these other franchises they may get on. Hmm. They need to redo Samurai Pizza Cats. That would be sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. But it sounds great. <laughs> samurai, it's samurai cats who deliver pizza. Why can't, oh, it, so why can't that be real? <laughs> it is. It is real. It's a sweet cartoon. <laughs> no, I want, <laughs> no, I want a samurai cat to deliver me pizza. And then they save the day. Like they're also superheroes, so they when they're not delivering pizza, they're like saving the city. It's so good. <sighs> Go watch it. Go Google it. <laughs> you know what? I might. <laughs> it's, it's I might actually go watch that. And the, the bad guy is like called the Big Cheese, and he's like a rat. <laughs> right. Okay. Fair enough. Oh, man. <laughs> it's like my favorite cartoon, Samurai Pizza Cats. <laughs> I've never, um, never heard of it. Probably never oh, watch it, to be fair. Thank you. I think Cliff's a fan as well. Uh, off topic sorry guys <laughs> quite right <laughs> uh, well to get back on topic um, that wraps us up for the news so like I said it was quite a, a big week for news this week um, so we'll uh, we'll get on to what we've been playing and I will start this week because I've only played one game um, because it apparently decided to consume my life despite the negative things I do and will say about it um, so I have actually played Prey. I've put quite a lot of time into it because the last time I was on, I had made a start on it. I was playing on normal. I was finding it a bit tough. Um, so I had to knock it down to easy. But by the time I knocked it down to easy, I had decided that I had kind of messed myself around with health items too much. And I thought, I'm not that far in. I might as well just wipe the slate clean, make a fresh start play on easy from the outset and get stuck into it so i am i haven't quite finished it i am coming to the end of it now but i've spent so much time just exploring and trying to find every single thing that i possibly can uh so i'm just shy of 40 hours in now and the end is in sight i've just i've got Ooh. got a few more yeah doing 40 hours in two weeks by my standards is quite impressive actually but that did require uh, a few late nights, uh, which meant no sleep, which then kind of did bugger me up for work slightly. So I did kind of shoot myself in the foot there, but, you know, whatever. Um, yeah, so the end is definitely in sight. Uh, I've only got a few objectives to go. Um, the story I can see is coming to an end. I can kind of see how it's going to pan out. Um, so the story in this game is the biggest thing to me. It's the most compelling thing to me it's the thing i enjoyed the most i stand by what i said two weeks ago when i said that the combat was shit because i thought i was maybe it's just it's the difficulty and you know just because it was, it was finding it a bit difficult um it might change nope it was still utter utter dog shit and i hate it with a passion i hate every second of that combat i wish it wasn't even in the game i wish they just let me explore it's crap and i hate it and it's just it's oh it's so so the the weapons that they give you are all well and good and and they give you sort of good feedback so you really feel like you're actually your shots are connecting with enemies 
but I don't know. It just the, the the kind of the guns feel so out of place. I don't know for some reason because I approached this game as I did with like Bioshock, where I was strictly I was mainly like a sort of electroshock and wrench kind of guy. I have been mainly relying on the wrench in this, especially when because ammo can be scarce and sometimes you haven't got enough material to recycle to actually make more ammo. So I had to rely quite a lot on the wrench, but when you've got the wrench you're just flailing about like an idiot and the enemies are so quick and you just basically you just mashing the trigger and just spinning the camera around wildly in the hope that you'll eventually connect with the thing and it will die it just it feels completely just fucked it really does not help the experience at all um it just it's infuriating, especially when there is a particular kind of enemy. Stephen, you and I were talking about this the other day because you have also played this, um, mm-hmm. and we were talking about when the the nightmare comes into it. So the nightmare is it's not necessarily spoiler territory because it's an enemy type, but the nightmare is just it's essentially just it's a huge enemy that only comes in at a certain point of the game, depending on something that you can choose to do. That's this is much as I'll say on that, but when the nightmare spawns in, you're given two choices. You can either hide from it for three minutes, and and if you manage that, which isn't really that difficult, again, maybe that's just because I'm playing on easy, maybe if you plan on hard, that might increase, you know, it might hunt you down a bit more, but playing on easy, you can easily lose it. All you got to do is hide under a table, and it can't see you, sorted. Or you can kill it, which is generally what I did, um, and I felt no sense of tension or no sense of like stress or like this huge things coming to get me. It was just basically five shots with a shotgun. It was dead. I was bored, but I could move on. Oh, so wow, I had to, dude. <laughs> wow, yeah, no, I because I, I played through on normal, and right. that is in no way what it's like facing that thing <laughs> on normal, like. Right, you have okay. to plan. You have to plan that shit out way far in advance. Right, like, it, like I was setting up turrets everywhere. Uh, I had my, I had an exact power ready to go, um, and I had uh, security. Like I had a security door that I could run into if it all just went garbage in the end. <laughs> that I could hide from it because that, like, I just played a normal, and he was finding me like almost instantly. Mm. Like sometimes I would accidentally because he's. He's usually in whatever area you're in before that objective will pop on the screen. Mm. Yeah. Um. Because I've accidentally like like he's like sitting in a corner. I'm like, oh, that's that's him. I'm yeah. gonna turn around and walk walk away now. Mm. Um. Because I actually found the nightmare uh, sections of that game. First of all, the fact that uh, I'll just preface this: I disagree entirely. Like I love the combat in this mm-hmm. game a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Um. Like I found it to be like it. I don't know if it's just some weird way uh, in which that I connected with it, um, mm-hmm. but uh, experienced all around with it, like using the different uh, the stun gun and the uh, the glue gun in context <clears throat> uh, with the wrench. Mm. Uh, and I don't I don't know what it was. I just seemed to find more uh, materials to be able to craft ammo. Like I was never actually hurting for ammo. Mm. Uh, it seemed too much, and I don't really know why. Um, it's quick saving and quick loading a whole lot, so I don't I don't know if you know I was pretty much through of an encounter every single time, so I don't know if that had anything to do with it. Um, 
Hmm. My experience with the nightmare was just was that was actually the coolest uh, part of that game for me as far as the action went was having that thing because eventually like some stuff goes down later on in that game and I actually had to wind up using the nightmare in a real weird way hmm. uh, to get around uh, certain objectives hmm. uh, later like in the very very end game. Yeah, um, which was cool. Like I thought that was really neat that I was able to actually use it in a in an odd way mm. to manipulate the systems into into what I wanted. Mm. Yeah, but the, um, from your experience, it sounds like it might be more just because I was playing it on easy. I mean, so like when I played Alien Isolation on easy, it was a lot easier than it was when I played it on Nightmare Mode. Just because in Nightmare Mode you did not have anywhere to hide, whereas on easy, if you crouched constantly you could get by well enough without attracting the alien too much. So I guess to that regard, it's probably linked to the difficulty. But I just, knowing how I feel about the combat, and it's yeah. not its not like I haven't put... I wouldn't the... suggest bumping it up either, because if you no. don't like that combat, you, you will have to engage in it way more. Exactly. Yeah, so I feel like if I was to play it again on a higher difficulty, the way that I feel about the combat probably wouldn't change my opinion on the nightmare as an enemy just because having to engage with it in a combat scenario just isn't appealing or fun to me anyway just because i I just hate it it was basically it's just it's a necessary evil that i have to do in order to continue exploring because the exploring in this game is it's arcane at the best it is there are secret little passages and just hidden places to go absolutely everywhere just the, the amount of stuff I've just it's like I've been on my way to an objective multiple times and I just I happen to see something out of the corner of my eye and think oh I wonder what that is and then before I know it two hours have gone and I've forgotten about my objective I couldn't give a shit about that I've just I've found this room which then led me down a passage to find this thing and then that started up another objective so I thought oh well I'll get to that in a bit but I want to know what's down there and it was just the continuation of depth in terms of the exploration in that game really pushed me forward that combined with the the story and how because Morgan is mostly a silent protagonist but there are certain points certain audio logs you pick up where Morgan does speak um, and there are certain um, sort of things videos that you watch where Morgan speaks as well and it, it, it does feel a bit odd to have a silent protagonist that you know has a name and a voice, but when you're actively talking to characters, like NPCs that you physically meet in the world, you don't interact with them, you don't actually speak, and so you've got these two levels that just kind of bounce off each other in a way that I find quite jarring. Um, But I didn't necessarily find that it hindered me too much just because the story that I was having uh or finding out was just it was so compelling to me and just getting to grips with um how morgan was viewed by other people on the station and how Mm. you know certain relationships that she had with certain or she for me anyway uh that she had had um in particular with particular people and how that panned out and what that person now thinks of her because of it it was just and it i did have a couple of moments where you one of those typical moments in these sorts of games where you walk into a room and you see that something has happened here and you think right what's all this about so you 
you know you study the way that these bodies are posed um because you know it very much comes across like it's not accidental everything is placed there for a purpose um and then you find an audio log or you find a note and then you think right okay so this character must have been like this um i'm thinking particularly um you'll know what i'm talking about steven the bit with the uh with the chef yes yeah yeah that bit yeah, that stuff's awesome yeah that he bit might was... be my favorite side character yeah in the, in the game yeah. actually I, pro- I mean probably be inclined to agree with you because that bit because when i saw him and i saw his name come up on screen with the subtitles i thought this isn't right I mean, I I shan't go into it for spoilers because that is definitely the kind of thing that I would want a person to actually just stumble upon and figure out for themselves. Because when I sat there and I saw him talking in front of me and I saw his name come up, I thought, no, no, this is something else is going on here because of this. And then once I'd actually figured out in my head, I thought, oh, you utter bastard. See, I found those things in an opposite order. Hmm. Yeah, on that dude, I was like, "Oh, weird." And then I, I walked into that other scene. I was like, "Oh, wait a minute." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But it was just, it was that when you know when the penny drops and you think, "Oh shit, wow," <laughs> yeah. And it was just, it was that moment when that clicked, and I believe it was at that moment that it clicked that I actually sat there and thought, "Yeah, okay, this story has really got me now. This is definitely uh, the thing that I'm going to hold up the most when it comes to talking about the game." Um, and in terms of other things because i do have a lot of it's a shame because i've been looking forward to this game for ages and don't get me wrong i have enjoyed it so although i do have other negative things to say i will preface this by saying that i did really enjoy the game i still am really enjoying the game it is getting a bit long in the tooth now um just because i was trying to do as many of the objectives in one playthrough as i could um and it's now because i've seen all these different areas so many times now i know exactly where i'm going and don't get me wrong i like to have the area perfectly mapped out so rapture is i don't need the objective marker i just i know rapture at the back of my hand so to that extent it's i like that but it's just having to just trudge everywhere to just get to this particular place and oh it is getting a bit long but i have enjoyed just mapping it all out in my head and exploring and whatnot but this game is in my opinion kind of broken because this week it has been giving me numerous trophies not just one numerous trophies without me actually having accomplished what it wanted me to do so for example i noticed that the other day it gave me the trophy for um basically finding every single person who was on the station because you can um log into terminals in the game and there's a like a section on the computer that lets you uh basically just track down people who have gone missing on the station so that you can just tick them off the list to confirm that they are actually sort of either alive or dead or whatever um so i was gradually working my way through that and i know for a fact i hadn't done all of them because there was still at least five or six different areas that i only had half the people in so i know i hadn't done that but it still awarded me the trophy for it, which was really weird. And it's done that a couple of times. It did it with the finding all the audio logs. It's typical trophies you expect in a game like this, like find all the audio logs and upgrade a weapon, all that sort of stuff. But it told me that I had found all the audio logs, but then I knew that I hadn't done that when I'd already got the trophy, but I found a new audio log. And I thought, that's there's something 
not right here. So I don't. Hopefully that'll get patched. I mean, it is a good thing I got the trophy, but it's kind of like a hollow victory to me because I haven't actually done what it's wanted me to do. So I don't feel right in saying I spent time like getting this trophy because I didn't really. So I meant to. I had every intention of doing so, but the game cut me off to the point where I couldn't. I don't feel compelled to do it now because I think, well, what's the point? If you've already offered me the trophy, I don't... The only reason I'd actually have to accomplish that is for simple peace of mind, which, you know, I've already put nearly 40 hours into this game. And if I have the trophy, should I really bother? You know, what what is the point? Um, the important part. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I've got I've got that that digital thing that says you did this, and so you know. Although anybody who listens to this will know that I actually didn't. Anybody who doesn't won't know any better. So there you go. Um, yeah, well, and... at least it's not the other way around. It's the worst when you do what's required for a trophy, mm-hmm. and it's just, mm-hmm. the game doesn't give it to you. I have had a couple of those in the past. I can't think of them off the top of my head, but I have had that. So I guess I would kind of prefer it this way around. But the sense of achievement of just knowing that you've put all this time into doing something that is basically a tedious task but you did it because you were just enjoying being in the world so much that you felt like it was worth doing um just i don't know just doesn't feel right to me it doesn't feel right at all and we had the patch that dropped uh last week which didn't fix two things that i wanted it to first off when you're walking along and you actually you stop walking there seems to be a thing where you've stopped but Morgan will just carry on strafing and that was in it like the last time I had played it and I was hoping that was going to be addressed in the patch but it hasn't been and it's not as bad now as it was for some strange reason but it still does happen which is just annoying when you're trying to pick up an item or trying to read an email and you just you found like you you're having to turn the camera because your body's just decided that it doesn't want to read the email anymore so you're just trying to have to read it as you're walking off which is a little bit annoying and i've also encountered a bug where there was a character um who i helped so I shan't go into any of the story of it, but there was a character who I helped and I had to send to a certain location, this location being Morgan's office. And then she gave me an objective to do related to a family member. Um, I had completed that objective, chosen how I wanted that uh, quest to actually end, which required me to go back to my office. And what is supposed to happen when you go back to your office is she is supposed to speak to you saying, I didn't actually want to listen to this thing until you came back so we could listen to it together. Can we actually listen to it now? She seems to be stuck in this never-ending cycle of just cowering in a corner, and there is nothing I can do. I have tried loading a previous save because I was keeping rolling saves. I tried loading one of those. I tried just leaving the area and coming back in, um, just turning the PS4 off and turning it back on. I've tried everything I can think of and I cannot get her to come out of that loop, which is incredibly infuriating because it means that I've tr- I'm trying to do as many of these objectives as I can in one playthrough and to have one technically stolen from me by a bug feels a bit cheap to me. And I, I was it's hoping, annoying. yeah, it's incredibly annoying because all I needed to do was speak to this one character 
listen to this particular thing and then the quest was complete so it's not like i had to do anything else it was just it was the final hurdle that it's got stuck on and there was nothing i can do i've actually you know i've shot her with the glue gun and then battered her with the wrench <laughs> you know just anything i could think of to actually try and I don't know, maybe just nudge her a couple of pixels to the left or something just so she might perchance come out of that repeated animation. But I can't, there's no option to speak to her. So she's just, she's stuck in this never ending cycle. And so now I'm going to have to start another playthrough, which I was tempted to do anyway, but I'm going to have to start it again just to see her reaction because I don't just want to go and watch it on YouTube. I want to experience it firsthand. So I'm going to have to start another playthrough just so I can actually see how that pans out like firsthand so that is that's been probably my biggest gripe although i don't know that and the trophy situation just because the trophy situation makes me feel like i've been i don't know wasting my time essentially um but i mean from the sounds of of what i I, somehow i avoided every bug like i i had a completely seamless experience but which is crazy considering like I remember there was, there's a big to-do whenever IGN gave it a four because the dude couldn't finish the game because of a bug. Mm. Yeah, uh, like he, To the point where like yeah. he went to the developer and was like, hey, can I get another copy of the game with a save up to this point so I can finish your game? They sent it to him, and the bug happened again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Like, so... Uh, like, there are some... There's apparently some seriously broken stuff in this game that... I amazingly stumbled past without seeing. I, I don't know how because I did effectively everything. I was sick the week that it came out, so I put in like 35 hours in like three days. <laughs> so, <laughs> I was like, well, I can't move because I want to die, so I'll just sit here and play this. Um, uh, because like, and I came away with like, the amazing part of Prey that I wasn't expecting was that I was kind of getting the itch to go and play like something like Fallout New Vegas or something like that. And then I didn't have to, apparently, because Prey has a whole lot of that kind of story choice in it. Like the way you're... Mm-hmm. Yeah. The decisions that you make in ultimately the way it all feeds into one of like... There are a bunch of weird non-standard ways to, to end that game that are super odd. Um, but like the actual main ending, like the way your decisions feed into it is really awesome and interesting. And I'm bummed that I'm not hearing more people talk about it because mm. the game is super broken. <laughs> mm. uh, so it is a real bummer to see that. Yeah. 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 Shame. yeah and I know I have been super negative on it, but I'd just like to reiterate, I have enjoyed my time with it. I wouldn't have spent nearly 40 hours in it if I wasn't enjoying it. And so, yeah, I don't like the combat and yeah, I've had a couple of bugs that really do piss me off but ultimately i found the the environmental storytelling and the story that it is telling you and the way that it can adapt depending on what you choose to do i have found that compelling enough to actually just i don't know forego my feelings about everything else because i'm enjoying being in that world so much and i've gotten so used to the combat now that it's just well whatever you know just kill this enemy to move on um and it was getting to a stage now where there wasn't a lot of enemies left because I was exploring the, the station so much that I killed everything. So there wasn't actually that many enemies spawning because I had already killed everything. And for some reason, it just maybe that's because I was on easy again, but I just decided not to really spawn too many enemies. So I had a lot of freedom to just take my time, um, explore everything I could and just discover things. And 
I've been after this kind of game for a long time. So from that perspective, it's definitely good to get kind of, well, for me so far, this generation's Bioshock, really, because I've spent so many hours in Bioshock and I was kind of missing that kind of game. And it's all when I could just go and play Bioshock again, but I know that twist now. So although it's a great twist and although I thoroughly enjoy it every single time, it doesn't have that same spark as it did when I first experienced it. when I sat there and I dropped that controller and I thought, what the fuck is going on here? So I was kind of looking for that kind of game again. And so I definitely did find it in Prey, despite all I have just said. But yeah. See, Brian, it is Bioshock in space. <laughs> uh, that's the thing. I don't think this is a Bioshock game at all. It's like a system I, shot game. Well, it's not even really that because the combat is so weird. Like it is, it is very different. Um, I I didn't really play it like an action game. Uh, I went about it very slowly and very stealthily. Um, I don't know. It's just like I uh, I just started out. It kind of like, but not even really that because it's fun to fight. It, like it's it's fun to do melee combat and Dishonored, and this is not really the melees, whatever. But like I was more hacking and and I guess it is a little more uh, system shock because like I used mimic a lot. Turning into stuff is great, and then you just you turn to a coffee cup and you wait for the enemies to go away, and then you you roll by as the cup and then it's great <laughs> i've not once used it for that purpose i've used it to get into a couple of oh, rooms that i couldn't get into in any other way um it was generally just oh, i just batter it with the wrench and it's dead i can carry on so now nah, it's roll by as a cup it's really fun yeah <laughs> yeah well, i might make a point of doing that before i finish it but <laughs> yeah um do you have anything else to say about prey or are we cool to move on really anything i want to say is a, a hardcore spoiler so we should just move on <laughs> yeah, i do want to play this game at some point so please no hardcore spoilers yeah the ending is so good and i just want more people to talk about it well i mean we can probably... i think what we've learned on this episode of the podcast is that steven likes endings of games mm-hmm. like i like really good endings that does a lot <laughs> for me yeah i'd say the be- best ending i've ever had to a game was need for speed 2015 because it meant i never had to play the fucking thing again <laughs> burn yeah um uh, yeah anyway right then well, well we'll wrap that one up um so seeing as all three of you have played it i want you all to have at the surge just go for it let rip i, I hate I your vader's thoughts that thoughts yeah <laughs> yeah i don't so, like it yeah this should be an interesting one because i know that both brian and steven like it but i also know that vader absolutely hates it so this should be interesting well, i'm gonna sit back with my popcorn here yeah, why do you yeah. why do you hate this like perfectly reasonable and fun video game, Vader? I don't necessarily why hate, do you why hate, hate good it. things? I just just I just like it. I just don't <laughs> find it fun. Like I was like fighting to keep trying to play it, and then I was just like, "Why am I doing this? I really not having fun." I was gonna um, say you probably just shouldn't play it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I kind of keep forcing myself to try and find if I would enjoy it, but just. I can't stand the over animated swings. The over like the enemies just it just gets messy like you get the melee and you just can't see things happening because it's just clunky and messy and um yeah i don't i don't think it's messy boss was stupid (laughs) bosses are cool (laughs) no this boss was dumb the whole setup was dumb like i go you go around and you (laughs) like i had no idea what i was doing it's like i've got like a why don't i just climb the building i've got a flipping like robot suit on like 
Do you have to be honest with you? I have no. I haven't beaten it yet. I have no idea where I'm going or what I'm doing. Like, there's zero direction in this game. Um, Given well, so yeah, that's actually something that I can complain about a little bit. Is that uh, I just got to the first boss today, but I got to it because like I had to look up how to find how to get to the first boss because I had no idea that I had to go back to an area that I had already been to fight a boss. that was my problem. That was very because, stupid. <laughs> what, what happened with me is, yeah, you'd like flick this, you you come to the train, and I was like, what, um, and it's like, you can't use it. I was like, okay, whatever. But first I walked into the room, I was like, this is a boss room. I know. I played <laughs> it's very Wars much a boss arena. Yeah, I've played sure. Dark Souls. I know boss rooms. But then it wasn't a boss room. So I was like, ah, oh, I was wrong. Content, you know, saw that the train wasn't working. I didn't even know it was a train station, really. And all that was meant to be actually going there. I just thought it was an elevator to go get an item. So I went back down, went off to some power dark room, turned on a power switch. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I lit to the room. That's good. Died, ran back to get my tech, aka souls, and didn't I find the boss? <laughs> <laughs> so I was real mad because it was forced loss of tech because I didn't beat the boss first go. And this whole crap about not actually doing damage on the boss is just stupid. Um, Wait, what do you mean? Yeah. Like, you don't do damage on the boss. Yeah, I mean, you you're doing, like, stamina damage to it, basically. That, to and that's the, meter that's the one thing I really it. like about the bosses is it actually feels kind of like you're fighting a machine the way that the phases actually... Like, this is the... I like the phased boss fights in this game a lot. Like this is like, you the like multi- I stuff. haven't gotten to the, well, yeah, maybe <laughs> I don't like I I I haven't gotten to the four phased fight yet. Um, but like I, I really enjoyed like how it felt like I was breaking apart a machine. Well, like and then like and then it's reacting to that. Like especially the second boss, I felt was really cool the way like it actually gets easier as it goes because you're breaking a machine apart. Like and like I really like the way that those work. I, I get that, but like this, the first one, it was completely on fire and stuff, but yet I still could, and it had no armor on because I knocked it all off, but I was still not doing damage. Like, I get you that. Have, you, have but, to hit I, it, I, you have to hit its weak point. Yeah, it's a boss. for massive damage, Raider. It was just dumb. Like, <laughs> it, was, it was so, and, <laughs> and I know I probably should pay more attention, but I don't know anything. I didn't pretty much go into the game, I didn't really know anything. And, like, I didn't know how to get armor, so I didn't have actually armor when I was fighting the boss. Oh, man. Oh, my God. Like, you were just, like, rolling in there with no gear? (laughs) Well, because I kept, like, knocking off things from guys, and they were just broken. I'm like, this is stupid. And I just didn't notice the armor armor pod thing. Because because you start off, like, next to it. And so I'm like, are you dying? You just run off. (laughs) Sorry. So good. I'd already been to the room before. Like I like I'd already searched a room, so I just it was just so dumb, like how it was done. Like it's just And then and yes, I know that makes me stupid, but I'm okay with it. So it took me ages to work out how to actually upgrade your gear or actually get gear. And then um what else was really dumb? Oh, the stupid voice of the lady going, This is not a scheduled break. I'm like, go away. I like that. Again, I, I think I think all that stuff's really Every funny. Every time. Every time you leave. And then I got to the second area after you get after I beat the boss, like I went back to the dark room that I was, which was where I saw I was supposed to be going. And then went through I'm like, oh, this just loops back around. Like, where am I supposed to go? And then I clicked, oh, maybe the train works now. So I went to the train, got to the next area, and it was just I think I got yeah, got to the next kind of safe room and just the constant 
lady constantly saying, have a nice day. It was just so annoying. Or whatever she says. She says, come back any time, like the giant from Dark Souls. <laughs> no, but I just, it was just, I just feel like annoying. that's like really like good, like theming for like what they're going for. Mm-hmm. Like the company in this game is basically like a, like a Google or a Facebook or whatever, right? Yeah, like yeah, they're, yeah. No, they're like this it. like I... tech, tech futures company. And like, I really like the whole like faux, like happy. No, uh, I get it. I get that. There. I get it. It's just annoying when you die 13 <sighs> times and it's every well, time and I'm not having a nice day. I'm actually really angry. <laughs> Peter, one thing to say to you. Get good. Get good. Get good. <laughs> no, I just, I, yeah, it's just, uh, just, I just... Here's the thing. I do agree with you. This game, like, I don't know what it is. Like, they... It's... I, I can't I can't tell if it's intentional or not if they're trying to intentionally be obtuse about literally everything in the game. Like the only reason I knew how to get armor and weapons is because I saw some pre-release footage yeah, sure, of yeah. the game. Like it's the only way that I knew how to do that. I don't know if I skipped a tutorial somewhere or something. Yeah, no, also, I, I, I knew because I listened to Cliff talk about it last week on the podcast. <laughs> I still yeah, like <laughs> I don't know where I'm going. Like I've I know I've I beat a boss and then I stopped because I'm like, all right, I, I need to be done because things happen in Overwatch. Um but the uh <laughs> um like I, I'm constantly just like poking around at the edges of a level to find where the next point is that I'm supposed to go. So I, I definitely think it's a negative. Um but at the same time this game is really fun to play. Yeah, like the combat is really so good. satisfying in this game. Uh, I hate the combat. Like Cl- Cliff was uh, <laughs> comparing it to Bloodborne, and I don't think that's quite accurate. Like the, the combat is nowhere near as deep as Bloodborne, but like it's a it's a decent comparison. Like the the, the speed of the combat is definitely very Bloodborne. Well, it it feels like it's going in a direction of a character mm-hmm. action game that I didn't like in Neo. Um, because that that's very much a character action game with some. Mm-hmm souls Nearest. trappings around it and this is kind so of the same better. thing but in a different I, here's the thing i don't think one is necessarily better than the other i think they're vastly different they're moving yeah, yeah, in very true. different yeah. directions it's, and so it's i don't like i i can't stand neo's aesthetic or its combat at all like i don't like anything like as time has moved on from that game i don't like anything about it but because it just doesn't Oh, see, I just have so much fun when I'm playing Neo. Like, I'm just, I play it, I'm having, and I feel like I'm having fun and I'm enjoying it. So, I was also the guy that didn't like Devil May Cry and I liked God of War instead, so. Oh, now see, I'm on the other side of that one. Like, I like Devil May Cry and not God of War. Both were, yeah, all right. (laughs) But anyway, this is not those games. Uh, No, no. not at all. I, I really like the only thing is now I'm in an area where everyone does area of effect attacks that also do damage over time and they all have droids that give them shields. I'm like, all right. Great. This, that sounds like it's kind of getting to a point where I'm like, I'm not fighting guys. I'm having to fight the things around them and then attack them when they're not putting fire or poison on the ground. I'm like, uh, you're starting to feel See, like a Dark Souls 2 DLC and I don't like that. <laughs> um, what's the uh, What's the coolest weapon that you have so far? got uh some cool i got a cool like fire rod like thing that like lights up so i don't have to use my headlights anymore okay in dark areas i just use my big fire sword to light up the area that it's sounds pretty sweet cool. i'm still i'm still using the chain sword from the first area and yeah, i yeah. love that weapon that's so good yeah i never Cliff, found Cliff that plus he used it the whole game which is also bad because that's boring no it's a good no. weapon vader 
It's he like basically the longsword. And, and it's great. Bloodborne and the longsword is amazing. Yeah, I, I really can't stand the animations for the heavy weapons. Like this whole like flopping around like an idiot. Well, then you should use the two-handed weapons that are super fast and great. Or yeah, the pole I, arms. I, I the, the, the spear weapons are real cool. God, those two-handed weapons that the, the, those guys that those guys that have like the double daggers on their on their arms. Oh, Oof, those guys are so hard to fight. I have a I got oh, I got a stupid. fire set of those from a boss. Oh my I god, that's amazing! I took his jetpacks and then put them on my hands, and those are my weapons now. <laughs> so, um, I, for me, because I I played and finished Lords of the Fallen, it was okay. It wasn't great. It wasn't Richard levels of good. I was going to say yeah, steady now. Just trying steady. to read right now. Steady. Um, <laughs> um, but to me, they haven't actually learnt enough lessons. Like I was hoping they'd learnt some lessons, but there's the same crap where big dude in tight corridor is just not fun to play. Um, it, it opens up the area you're in gets really varied. Like it looks like it's gonna just be more metal hallways. It's not. That second area actually gets real crazy. Uh, and I don't know. Like I, I actually hated Lords of the Fallen like with a passion. Like I was like, why do people like this? This game's bad. Um, and like, I thought this was actually really good, like the way you dodge and I felt like they got that, the weird click in to jump, right? Like that actually feels good. And like, you can travel some distance with that jump. Um, have you started? Cause I've just got a point where you can like weirdly parry by jumping or ducking. Have you got into that? That just, I didn't retarded. engage in that at all. Like, I don't know how that retarded. works. Like, because, I don't know no. what that is. It's you can jump low attacks and duck high attacks. Real silly. <laughs> it was stupid because doing the jump is hilarious because your guy just kind of like hops on the spot. It's hilarious. <laughs> and I thought, is this for like jumping to up ledges? But no, it's not. It's for dodging low attacks. And the I, what, part of my problem with the game is I just don't the the wind up to the enemy's attacks is sometimes so short and they will cover distance at alarming speeds that it's really hard to react to sometimes and trying to gauge that and do the jump and the duck is just seems just yeah not possible i would i have no idea how i haven't looked up any videos on it but i have no idea how you would actually engage in in that kind of system like i don't block like there's there's not really iframes but if you dodge through an attack before the attack i guess activates you will dodge through the enemy. Um, so, like, when yeah, there's I mean, I, dudes I with, like, the double hand attacks, can't, like, you can't, like, literally go through a sword, but, like, those dudes that do that dash forward attack with their fists that will murder you, uh, you can actually kind of just dodge through that, mm -hmm. um, like, in a Bloodborne style, like, actually get behind them and then kick the, kick yeah. the crap out of them real quick. Yeah, no, I'm really not a fan of the combat. I mean, yeah, I if you, I, that's I, the, I and that's the problem. If, if you don't like that combat, you're that that is all that game is, and yeah, all it for really sure. has going for it. Mm. I, yeah, I, the I story like the is intro. bunk. Like, I don't know if maybe it gets better later on, but I have I had, like do not care about this story at all. Supposedly, in the back end, it gets like there's more story. I don't necessarily know if it gets better. Um, I there is some like environmental stuff that I'm seeing now that's really cool. Like, there's a um, I guess I, I could say this is not really a spoiler. There's an area that's a that's like a a, a botany kind of like it, but it's like it's got different biomes. Uh, for like like in these greenhouses and like oh, this is the um 
this is the Asian biome, and then this is the Middle American one. And it's like, and like, it's not actually like the the actual area isn't a whole lot different, but the plants that they have there are, which is a really weird and cool attention to detail that they have. Um, which is the thing, yeah, like cool. this game has like a lot of really good small detail that. Uh, in the end doesn't really add up to much but like there's an odd amount of like story uh context stuff like that you isn't ever pointed out like i came across you if you run into this one room you'll just fight a bunch of dudes but if you sneak in there and like just walk behind them they're all like worshiping this soda machine <laughs> and i'm like <laughs> what <laughs> And so far, that hasn't done anything. That's just they all were bowing down to the soda machine. I'm like, that's super weird, but okay. <laughs> so there's, there's like a lot of real neat small stuff like that that I just wasn't really expecting going into this game that ultimately just like, man, this game is actually kind of good. I like that. But yeah, I, I could see just not really enjoying the game as a whole if you can't click with that. Yeah. Not for me. I was I was hoping I'd like it, but no. Well, that was fun to uh to just well, sit back and playing. sit back. Yeah, and I watch. don't know. I, I I'm enjoying it so far. I'm going to keep playing it. Yeah, good. Yeah, I'm happy for people enjoying it, and it's fine that they enjoy it. It's just like, I just yeah, I don't know. Like I said, I, it, it was the way I was with Neo, where I'm like, I don't understand why you guys like this game, but I'll sit back and let you guys enjoy it. Well, yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoy Neo. It's the complete opposite. Um, and it, it, it just, yeah, I don't know what it is, but the speed of Neo I like, whereas this, the clunkiness, because that's what uh, Lords of the Fallen was nicknamed was Clunky Souls, and I just find that clunkiness is still there. Like mm. I, don't have, I don't feel like I've got full control of my character like you do in a Souls game. Um, whereas Neo, I, I feel like I've got I've got the control. I can I can understand the the combat and the style and yeah. And Japan is cool. Right. Um, yeah. Anything Who's else? Next? Anything else anybody wants to say about that or? Oh, the, the intro was cool. I'm good. I've said what I need to say. Yeah. The wheelchair yeah, thing was cool. A surprisingly effective intro to that game, mm. for sure. Mm. All right. All right then. Well, Vader, I want you to tell me about Farpoint because I've heard a couple of things about this. Oh yeah. Yes. I wish I'd play more of it, but um, but it's good. It's the it's the new PlayStation VR first-person shooter. Um, and interestingly enough, um, those who have played VR, Brian, you know about this. A lot of um. A lot of VR games, especially on the PlayStation, tend to slow your speed down. I think I talked about Fated, the, the Silent Oath, a few weeks back. Yes. And yeah, you the, the walk is very slow and plodding. To, and it, I believe it's to co- try and combat um, the Sickies. Um, the Robinson, the dinosaur alien planet one, was the same. Whereas this, you're moving at a blistering pace. And I actually think it's better... <laughs> because it's the slow plodding and then the, the just sudden movements like when you're going up over bumps and stuff is what makes me feel ill um so i actually can play this for longer without feeling like sick i can still feel a bit nauseous but i think that's mostly because i don't play enough of vr i need to get like from what i understand the more you play the better the, the kind of the better it gets um yeah so it's actually really impressive how how quick you're moving uh and by default 
your right stick isn't controlling your view it's done by your head and so your the left stick is just your movement your feet um, and so if you want to change direction you can actually look and do it and so there's none of this clicking because a lot of the other games also to combat the sickies it's not a you're not moving your cat the camera smoothly you're used moving the camera by clicking like to the grease like to like different points of a clock kind of thing Whereas this, it's all done by your head. You can turn on the right analog stick to, to control your head, but so far I haven't. It's just been fun standing up and actually being immersed. Um, yeah, it's really good. Uh, uh, I got the aim controller, which looks a little bit silly. It's like PVC pipe. It's um, <laughs> like strapped together looking kind of thing, the white thing. But it, it, it works really well. Like it's got every single button of a normal DualShock controller. It's got rumble, which adds to like the haptic feedback when you're shooting the gun. It's like shaking as you fire your machine gun. Uh, it's as I say, it's got the analog sticks on there. It's got all the buttons. The the right trigger is the right trigger button is the actual trigger of the, the gun. You've got the L2 and L1 on your left hand. Um, and what it does, because the game knows you're holding the gun, your arms are actually animated in the VR. Like mm. most VR games, just have floaty hands. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas this actually has fully like rendered arms that follow oh, cool. because like yeah, yeah it's and, and I think it's because they can they know where yeah yeah they know mm. where your hands will be because mm-hmm. of those two points that you're you're holding mm. in real life yeah, yeah yeah and I think that's really cool that they went the effort of doing it mm. um, but what I learned also recently is that if you extend it out far enough it knows that your left hand can't keep holding it so it actually it drops the arm drop lets go and puts it down by a side and you can shoot it one handed. You can like a gangster. It's pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> uh, I had a lot of fun doing that. Um, but yeah, it's basically your the premise is uh, you're a pilot of a ship and you're picking up two scientists who are working on um, a space station, like an international space station type place, doing research because there's this anomaly. And I, I don't know what planet it's way deep in space it's not like just outside of earth but there's this weird anomaly that is like emitting power and so these scientists uh, are researching it and you're you're rocking up because you're picking up two scientists to take them back to earth because they've been stationed for however long um and as they are i think the docking system's broken um so they end up doing like a spacewalk you know going tethered you know out in their space suits and just gonna jettison across to your ship um your transport ship and as they're they're doing that they're stuck in space um the this anomaly explodes virtually and creates a portal um to yeah so you end up crash landing and the the story is played out that you're now searching for these two scientists and you're tracking them with um you're getting kind of i don't know there's like recordings of what they've been doing and you're tracking their them um and, and there's aliens and they are scary. And I screamed. I <laughs> the video was very funny. Um, <laughs> yeah, I recorded it. And I, it, I, the aliens had just kind of started appearing. There's like the first 10 minutes is quite suspenseful. And you're kind of following debris from your ship because you kind of ejected out. And and you're kind of going along. And it looks amazing. Like this, there's a sandstorm kind of thing when you first start. You can't see anything. And so there's like this tension building. And then... And you know it's an alien game, so you're going in there with pre-knowledge, but no aliens are appearing, and so that kind of this the tension builds. And the first alien you see is just scampers across your vision, like in the distance, and you can just barely see it, and then it doesn't engage you, so it's kind of like 
is it going to come from behind and then then i got attacked by like three of them and i saw one to my right but it was further away so i focused on the ones to my left and so i turned away from it and they can jump a long way <laughs> and it yeah it, it came the corner of my eye and i wasn't expecting it, it gave me a good old fright uh, um but yeah the shooting's really good like it's you can look down the sights and like i don't know to me it seems like every kind of gamer's dream is to be able to look down the sights of your gun properly and you can actually do that in vr with this aim this gun you can look down the laser sights and aim and shoot and it feels good um what else the gun the gun changing is awesome like when you actually unlock a new gun you do it by like lifting the the aim gun up to your shoulder and bring it back down and that cycles through your guns and i think that's a real cool touch um it's good shooting is, feels really good whenever you uh, do bring to... when you do bring the the sights up like does that actually like kind of alter the uh your view a little bit to kind of zoom into what you're looking at or is it literally just the only advantage is having that dot um so i haven't got any zoom lenses it is just like your um laser dot i um sight uh that's for like the assault rifle and so it's got like yeah it's got like you see the dot and you can look yeah i didn't i didn't know because i know i know in most first person shooters when they do iron sights there's like still a tiny bit of like the images all become a little bit bigger um Hmm. whenever you go into iron sights. so i didn't know if there was some weird stuff they were trying to do with that in a Mm. a, you know in a dynamic way or not no because it's one for one like it's yeah it's your movement pretty cool throw it off that's actually really cool yeah, that's so, really, and that's what really I was cool. wondering is if they did that and if it worked at all. Because no, it's it's just that um, yeah, you can. It's quite cool because when it's not you're not lined up, you can't because it's the I don't know what you call it, it's like the it's the laser lens. You got the little screw. It's like a little glass screen, hmm. um, and it just you can see when you're aiming. So if you're not lined up perfectly, you can't see the red dot. But as soon as it's oh, lined cool. up, and you're looking down at it, you see the the dot. Um, so it's just an optical um, sight, I guess. Maybe that's what it's called. I don't know. I'm not a gun guy. Mm. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, it works really well. And the shotgun is the only gun I've like um, got my second gun. And it's very satisfying. You like just stop things in its tracks. And it has that thing. Um, yeah, like because it's you're in there and it's first person VR, like you see the scale of things, which you just can't get from a normal screen game. Like mm. things look big, but you just don't get the scale the same way. Mm. And there's this tank kind of enemy and it, it's quite slow and plodding, but when it gets angry, it will charge like a, a charging bull, but it's got six legs and covered in armor plating. And it was charging at me and I stood my ground and shot and it just skidded as it died, like right to my feet. And it was, it was quite a cool, exhilarating kind of feeling. Just you stood your ground and like stand and deliver. And you see that the weight and the size and the bulk of this thing just coming at you. Uh, it was, yeah, it's pretty full on, um, but really cool. Um, yeah, I don't want to say like, it looks pretty cool. There's blue lava, which is is awesome. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Hmm. Um, and there's some weird things like there's like quite early on i go th- went through a cave like it's all these aliens i went to a cave and there's these weird plants that i shot and they turned like white and they go red and as i got closer this weird ghost thing kind of appeared and like started like floating around and i kind of was sure that if it touched me it would hurt me so it was just this weird kind of like 
invasive section of the game where I was just kind of dodging this floaty ghost. It was real weird. I, I wonder, I'm hoping it kind of comes back into play later and I kind of learn what it's about or, yeah, but it was just this weird section where it was more just movement, not just fighting. Um, but yeah, as I say, it's pretty quick paced, the moving, uh, and you're strafing around. Uh, there, it, there is a very gamey thing it does, like the little facehugger enemies, they'll jump at you, which is quite terrifying. They've got like mouse, like the predator, with, you know, the kind of the, the two, like the four kind of claw fang things that open up. Hmm. Um, and they jump at you and it gets right up in your face but as they and then you they kind of jump off you and if they go behind you they won't attack from behind they'll run in front of you hmm. um, you can turn and shoot them as they're running past you but it's it's, it's a very gamey mechanic but I, i'm kind of it's good they've done it because it it would just get quite um yeah a bit too much having to spin around and you're, you're easy for them because i do feel i don't get too sick i feel maybe a little nauseous by the end of like an hour session but nothing not nothing nothing compared to what resident evil did to me man that game made me feel real sick hmm. um uh, what was i gonna say um but it, i do feel off balance because i've been playing standing up i feel i feel very off balance at times um I haven't fallen over yet, but I'm probably... Can I ask if you've put your hand up to a rock or something to balance yourself and then fallen over? No, no, no. Because no. I feel like that's something I would do. Um, yeah. I, I think I may have actually told this story on this podcast, but I definitely did that when I was um, I was playing a ping pong game in VR, and <laughs> I, like, leaned over the table to do something, and I, like, put my hand out to, like, balance myself against the table and just totally biff, biffed it. <laughs> I mean, I, I have moments where I do stuff like that, and when I'm not in VR, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, nothing, nothing too, nothing too bad like that. Um, I think what the game does well is that there's sections of like action and gameplay, but because the the story's being told from the perspective of the two scientists, and you're just the kind of like the action man coming trying to track them down. Um, so there's actual times of VR where you're just observing. So I think it kind of does well. So there's lots of action, lots of motion. And so you might feel a little bit off balance or a bit out of sorts. And then it'll just calm down a bit and you just, you're just you just observing. And so I think it, they do that well with pacing that it kind of gives you times of reprieve to to kind of gather yourself. Hmm. Um, I want to try the co-op because there's, there's the main story, but then you also can do just like, like um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, wave or like... Um, kind of point scoring kind of yeah time attack Hmm. kind of missions where it's Hmm. just it's just about being an arcade game where you're just shooting as much aliens as possible and trying to beat your mate's score um so it's cool there's there's a lot of fun as co-op having like two people like that shooting around everything i feel like it'd be a lot of fun yeah Hmm. and you could thing is you can actually like legit to turn your head and see what your mate's doing whereas in normal person shooters you can't really (laughs) see what each other's doing without having turned your whole body around, kind of like, oh, what are you doing? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, being able to shoot where you're not looking is quite cool. Um, oh, that's what I didn't mention, the, the guns, the two guns. You start with an assault rifle, and it's like a, a power assault rifle, so it doesn't use bullets. And so it's the kind of given an in, in-game explanation why you have unlimited bullets. Like, if it was normal, like normal assault rifle, it's like, where are you getting all these bullets from? <laughs> it's an alien planet. <laughs> but it, it kind of just charges, so it overheats and has to recharge that's it's kind of reloading um mm. but if you just pulse like fire effect. yeah yeah yes alien future guns 
um and then the shotgun has to reload but it's it also, it just generates power like it, it it's got to like restore its power but they both have secondary weapons the assault rifle has uh, a little mini rocket launcher at the base of it and what's cool about it is that you can shoot it and you can curve the rockets where you're pointing your laser pointer so you can kind of curve around corners oh, and stuff a little bit that one thing in half-life 2 yeah i haven't played it but yeah i'll, I'll believe you Five <laughs> two, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's 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 pretty cool. It's kind of really hard to aim still um, and judge the distance, but it is very satisfying. And then the the rocket launcher has a grenade launcher, which explode on impact or have like a three second countdown, and it is so much fun to just blow stuff up. Like <laughs> when you get a direct hit and it's boom, it's pretty cool. Um, yeah, it's a really good game. They've done a really good job with it. Um, it's the probably the most full most full game is that I don't know how you say it. it's the most complete and full game that I've played in VR. Um, this game could be a normal first person like normal TV screen game and still be a fun game to play, but it's obviously way better because it's VR. Yeah, um, yeah, it's good. Sweet, sounds pretty fun. Got any more to yeah, say on it, it or? Um, uh, I don't know. I think I've done it. It's it's basically yeah. shoot the aliens, but it's in VR. <laughs> um, as as Brian mentioned, I've done um, a video of the intro area, mm. and I've got a second video to put up. Yeah. Um, where I die lots, so I kind of got a little montage at the end of me dying, and Odin's in the room just laughing at me. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, it's good that they've managed to actually flesh it into a proper first person shooter rather than just your typical shoot and gallery <laughs> thing. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, as I say, it, because I don't know, because it's, it's VR, it does get quite stressful because you're more immersed. Mm. It does get very stressful, and mm. I'm starting to like sweat and get kind of like it's kind of physically breathing. taxing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm starting yeah, to like yeah, get yeah. heavy breathing. Yeah, and in between deaths, I was like having to take a breather and go, okay, okay, I've got this. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's good. Mm. Fantastic. Well, I want to hear what, because I've heard a few people mention this, but I don't know what it is exactly. What is Magikarp? I mean, I know it's a, po- <laughs> it's the best game it's a Pokemon. I know, I know it's a Pokemon, but I'm assuming there is more to this. So please do elaborate. Yeah, so it's actually called Pokemon or Magikarp Jump, I believe. Yeah. Um, yes, and it's, yeah. a, uh, it's an iOS game. I might be on yeah. Android, I'm not sure. And I'm playing uh, right now. But it is, <laughs> it is a game where you are a trainer in a town where they really love Magikarps. And so they, uh, they they like that Magikarps jump. And so your trainer battles are just like, who's Magikarp can jump higher? <laughs> that sounds yep. great. Okay. Um, and it's it's, it's kind of just like a clicker game. Like you're just like, it's just like an idle game where you're just like clicking on like food to train your Magikarp and, uh, taking him and like making him like punch a punching bag or do some jump training uh, to level him up, and then you go do battles against other trainers, and it's literally like it all plays itself. Like you do basically nothing in this game. <laughs> yep. So is it kind of but like it, one of those clicker games that Giant yeah, Bob was on about? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm with you now. It's it's free to play, but it says as the intro that you can play the game completely without paying money. Um, I couldn't it, imagine spending money on this game. <laughs> no, <laughs> um, maybe just to give them money because it's hilarious. But but it's not, pretty good. Because the it. art art style is really cute. Um, yeah, it's it's actually this is going to sound silly. 
it's roguelike. <laughs> it is actually. You're right. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, you have permadeath in this game, sort of. <laughs> so so oh, each uh, you're leveling up your carp, your magic carp. So what it, it, what it is? It's a whole bunch of things. It's actually um, uh, actually a carp simulator. You're actually getting carp, and you're you're getting different patterns. Carps. I don't know if you guys know about carp, like Japanese carp. It, they're actually worth more money the, the nicer their pattern the nicer their scale structure is and certain types of patterns are rarer and are bred for that pattern and they actually play into that into this game that you're actually looking for rarer types of of patterns uh, as more achievables and unlockables and you're actually yeah managing your little very very simply your pond your carp pond which is really funny um but when you level up a carp to its max um, it forces you to go into the gym and you, you just jump until you can't jump no more. Um, <laughs> yeah. Or you get beat. Uh, um, yeah, so you keep going. You have to, it forces you to keep going until you've, um, you've, you've been defeated. And then you go to this little cute retirement scene where you retire your fish. <laughs> <laughs> it's so oh, funny. Um, can we possibly uh, yeah, um, can we possibly trademark the, the the term carp simulator as being a new genre? Because <laughs> you know you Probably. know what's going to happen. There'll be a new game that comes out, and it's going to be this is the Dark Souls of carp simulators. Perfect. That's also yeah. roguelike. That is what I want. You're right. Yep. <laughs> yep. You can see where this is going. So it it's not, it does your usual free to play game thing where you. Um, it starts off you're living quite quick, and then it slows down quite a lot. Um, I'm up to my like sixth fish, I think, six carp, or so. And so each time you your one retires, you get a new one, and you get this c- acute scene of where the the old carp speaks to the new carp and gives it its words of wisdom. <laughs> Man, <laughs> it's so delightful. Funny. I'm gonna have to download this because this, then, this is um, really good. I, I I'm assuming that this is gonna be the music for the end of the show, but there is an amazing video song uh, music, music video uh, in this it game. So good. It's I can so make that good. happen. I can make that happen. Okay, yeah, I can, I, I can send you the. Yeah, if you can send me the link, I can make that happen. Um, <laughs> the, the, yeah, Nikki, Nikki was playing this and posting videos. I was like, what the... They're not videos, um, pictures. And I was like, what is this? That's Lost Panda on Twitter, for those mm-hmm. who don't know. Uh, <laughs> brilliant uh, co-host of the Salt Report. And yes. I keep teasing her. She's she's not actually salty. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, she, she was posting pictures, and that's why I ended up going, what is this? And I've been playing it ever since. Um it's good. There's Pikachu in it, and Pikachu electrocutes your um, your fish to kind of give him more jump power. Brian, how yeah. far have you yeah. got? Like, what's your uh, jump? What's your jump? Pay? JP. Um, I'm st- I, I I'm on my second magic harp. <laughs> oh, okay, you're still, so you're not still... very far. How many hours deep are you? <laughs> yeah, Vader. How many hours deep are you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't actually know because I don't know if there's a counter, but um, I had I've had it for like 24 hours now. And I've, I'm, yeah, six or so fish in. So, yeah, as you, as you level your fish up, your character ranks up. And as you rank up, then you, the next fish you get can go to a higher level. Mm-hmm. And so it forces you to go through. You can never finish a game with one fish just because there's no real skill involved. It is just, it is a grind game, but it's extremely cute. And that, that music video is the best thing ever. I've watched it twice <laughs> now, fully through. <laughs> it's so, like, catchy. Um, yeah, it's awesome. Uh, yeah. Right. 
Okay. Not much else to say about it. Fair enough. Well, I mean, as we're currently on obscure little games, Stephen, can you please tell me about Overwatch? <laughs> yeah, the most obscure uh, the of the games. Most the most obscure, obscure of the video games. Played Overwatch on and off since it released. Um, and I'm not a multiplayer kind of guy at all. This game is pretty good. Uh, but they just recently had their one-year anniversary thing. And it's just... It's real neat to see. It's really cool because for every event that they have, they change their title screen uh, to be something different. And in this one, it is all of their characters just kind of standing there. And it's kind of amazing to see the roster of mm. characters that that Blizzard has put into this game in a year and how none of them are anything like the other one. Like, even their healers are vastly different from each other. So I, I don't know. It, it's something that I, I had been ruminating on. Also, like, I've been just diving deep into the lore of Overwatch, and I don't oh, know why, because uh, it's not great, but it's kind of good. Like, I don't know what the issue. Also, I may have I may have bought some loot boxes to get some sick origin skins, guys. Yeah, I do. Um, I do desperately need that D.Va skin. Pretty good. I'm really wanting. I still haven't gotten Genji's. Skin. I really want Genji's. Like, yeah, I think Genji's real bad. I'm just I'm so bad at Genji that I just never think to like actually try to get his skins. Are you can Genji, Steven. Um so well okay, who is your main then? Who who you got? Is your Who's mine? Diva yeah. Diva and Mercy are my two. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So far I've been recently I've been kind of swapping between Genji and Reaper, my edgelord son, Reaper. <laughs> he's, he's my favorite. How lame he is is just the best. <laughs> Um, but yeah, also I got a really cool dance emote for Widowmaker, which made me start playing Widowmaker. She's really mm -hmm. fun. Um, which, uh, I got some pretty, I don't know. This, this, yeah, what is going on in the chat? It's so strange. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just, just, just for context for the listeners, uh, Vader has posted a screenshot of his Magikarp game. Uh, where the text says you decided to give Jeremy a proper scolding. <laughs> yeah, I named one of my fish Jeremy. I also named uh, one Cliff, but I did realize afterwards I didn't pay attention. It was uh, Cliff was a girl. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't really have a whole lot to say about Overwatch other than that I've been playing it a lot lately, and that it's really good, guys. I don't know if you guys know this. Blizzard makes really good games, and this is a good game. That is true. I don't think I've ever played yeah, a single one of their games. I've never played a Blizzard game in my entire life. Hearthstone's good. Diablo yeah, three is also very good. Again, not played it. I might have played Diablo two for like ten minutes around a friend's house, but other than that, absolutely nothing. So I'm struggling for time enough as it is. Uh, you know, that this weekend, if you have PlayStation Plus, you can play Overwatch for free. Ah, oh, but I've got a million and one other things. I've got to finish Prey, and I've got to get back to Horizon Zero Dawn at some point because my missus is on my case about that because she wants to watch me play it. Um, but we, we uh, could all play Overwatch. We we could we could, but I also I'm considering getting Injustice this weekend, and I was also maybe considering Actually, getting yeah, Surge. I'm looking at that right now. Yeah, I've been looking at it all week. Um, yeah, and is that, and I'm gonna try and arrange um, Titanfall two session with uh, Kyle on Twitter. I was talking to him about it the other day, so I've just got too much other stuff to play. 
understandable. Oh, yeah, lots of there's a dearth or not a dearth, but there is there's a plethora of uh, of great content. Yeah, I I got to pick and choose my battles, and basically I pick and choose every single battle I can. So, <laughs> but this one I'm gonna have to leave. Um, so yeah, but there you go. Um, but I mean the only thing we have got left on the list is uh, Gwent because they released the the beta for it this week. It was either yesterday or the day before. Very, have you been playing it? Yep. Yeah. What's um, it like? Well, it was weird. I was accepted into the closed beta, but mm. I went to go redeem my code and didn't. It's like, oh, this has already been redeemed. And I was like, what? So I never actually played it originally. So when it came open, I jumped on. Uh, it's good. Um, it's went from The Witcher, just have kind of increased the complexity a little. Uh, it's still got your three rounds um, system. So everyone who's familiar with Gwent knows, yeah, it's it's kind of a little tug of war because you kind of play your hand when you want to, when when you're ready to, when you're going to be victorious, but you don't want to waste your cards because you've got to save them for the next round. Um, this the main change that I can observe is that you're actually you're actually attacking more often. You're actually doing attack and damaging up the opponent's cards. Was, but from what I remember, the original Gwent in the game, you really only you could your cards that can destroy cards, but you weren't attacking necessarily with, um, with any of your cards. Uh, whereas now there seems to be a lot of soldiers who you can place down who will say do two damage on an opponent card, and so their attack gets reduced. So there's a lot more uh, changing your opponent's uh, score to change the tide the, the tide of battle. Um, does that make sense? Like, like, yeah. Kind yeah, of. I played a little bit of this when it was in the closed beta, but I don't. Um, okay. <clears throat> I don't have a whole lot to say about it because I didn't really get super into it. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Um, I, I probably I played a fair bit. Um, played for about three hours, I think. Uh, it's good. Like, it's still, as I say, it's still got the same kind of core of the original Gwent. Uh, but yeah, as I say, they've kind of made it a bit more in depth. I, I would say they've taken too long to release it because when they first announced it, there was kind of a bit of hype around Witcher 3 and people were like, yeah, mm. this is cool. They're doing this. Like, it's really cool they've taken this and they're running with it because they knew people enjoyed it. Mm. But I think it's taken too long to come out. So I'm worried that it's going to kind of, um, yeah, be dead in the water. Because mm. um, it was E3 last year then, wasn't it? Yeah, and us gamers got short attention spans. We move on. Like, yeah, and yeah, it's also. And then we get bored. <laughs> I, I think just for me specifically, this is just yet another card game that I'm having a brief, brief flirtation with before going back to my one true love. Magic. <laughs> Correct. It, Pokemon. Oh, <laughs> well, I was gonna say, I feel like in a world where um, Hearthstone exists, because isn't that like? Yeah, exactly. How does this uh, stack up to something like Hearthstone? Because from what I can gather, that's kind of the game that really does this genre right. Yeah, I, I don't play these, so I don't, I don't want to start beef or anything. But Hearthstone's good, but it's also broken at times because <laughs> they keep adding to it. Um, I it is a very different style card game. I like the strategy strategy of this one because you're you can't play your cards too quickly because then you're screwed for the rest of the battle. So it has kind of an element of uh, like a battle with many um, kind of skirmishes. Mm -hmm. well three three skirmishes <laughs> and so i kind of like the kind of the the broader strategy of the game uh but again yes it's not going to be one that's going to keep me playing for a very long time 
and so that's the other worry if it's going to come out at a, a reasonable price then it's probably not going to do that well it needs to be very cheap um they've kind of brought in your crafting of cards and your kind of your hearthstone kind of model where you're yeah you can make cards and you can gain materials and break down cards and stuff so i don't i don't know um they may bring it as a free-to-play game i'm not sure what their plan is yeah i would be surprised if it wasn't free to play mm. um i think originally it was supposed to be a, a proper release but yeah it may go free to play now with those elements seeing those in the in the game mm. um mm-hmm. it's also one i'd probably prefer on, a, on an ipad to be honest so i can just play whenever mm. yeah it definitely seems like it would suit that platform um i was really surprised like it's a card game but the loadings were quite long like between screens so i was a bit surprised but it looks nice they've made they made a good job improving like the game board and stuff from the actual witcher game like it's it's a bit more polished and it's a bit more user-friendly and um the cards are animated so they do these funny little animations when you put them down so mm. there's, there's some cool touches it's it's fun i really enjoy playing it for the three hours i did as i said it's just yeah yeah mm. Fair enough. Well, I mean, I might play it at some point, but I've got to get around to playing The Witcher before I can even consider that. <laughs> so, <laughs> ah, well, I think that wraps us up for what we've been playing. We've had quite a long list this week, so. Um, but yeah, we, we have a lot of things to play. Yeah, definitely. Well, apart from me, I only played one thing, but you know. Um, Sorry, it's my bit. <laughs> ah, not at all. Not at all. Um, we did get some listener feedback, so we'll jump into that now. I think the question was probably um, Brian's thing because I do remember you saying it was. That you, yeah. What was the question? Please remind me. I uh, I asked, uh, what's the most important thing in a game to you? Uh, for example, I've talked about how movement feels being super crucial to me. Mm. Yeah. Which in and of itself is is a fair point. I mean, just straight off the bat for me, it's got to be a compelling world because, like I said, when I was talking about Prey earlier, it's just a compelling world makes me want to actually play the game to explore it and see what it's all about. So, yeah, that would be just... uh, Because I've been sort of thinking about it this entire time, thinking that would be probably the biggest thing to me um aside from i don't know a little couple of gameplay bits but yeah i don't know do you guys have anything in particular that you would immediately lean to just to sort of answer the question yeah. ourselves uh gameplay mechanics for me um mm. that's one of the things that brought me in got me away into dark souls is just it played well um, mm. and it it did what i said i wanted it to do mm. um yeah so gameplay mechanics need to work and i think that's why i'm having trouble with the surges that i'm not clicking with how the game plays mm-hmm. yeah um yeah it's definitely definitely movement and like how you the the feedback you get from actually engaging uh with the world like i think doom is kind of like mm-hmm. has had that dark souls effect on all shooters for me now like if it doesn't move as fast and mm-hmm. as brutal as doom does <laughs> i kind of don't want to play it like look at like <laughs> I know we're. I'm in the midst of lots of Destiny fans here, uh, but like Destiny looks real slow and and boring compared to Doom. I was like, ah, oh, there's not enough. Like you don't mantle angrily enough in that game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you don't mantle enough when you mantle. Yeah, exactly. Like it's just when I shoot, I want to. I want to just like it's like each each pull of that trigger is just a really ang- is your dude angrily saying fuck like over and over again. <laughs> 
for a shooter. But like even like I think that it's bared out in how much I actually like playing the Chalice Dungeons and stuff in Bloodborne. Like that that game feels good mm-hmm. enough to control it. I don't really need um, much like you know environmental storytelling or world building to be around it. Even though it has mm-hmm. that in Spades in the rest of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I don't need that stuff. But the game plays well enough. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, assembly game feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm the same with Bloodborne. Yeah. yeah um I, to take it in a completely different direction like while still talking about the way a game feels in your hands like the movement um i don't know how much into how big into like rpgs and like the ps1 and ps2 era you guys were um yeah. but there's definitely like there's like a palpable difference between like the the ones that i enjoyed and the ones that i didn't mm. where the ones that you that i didn't enjoy and i know it's not just rpgs but this is what i always think of is like your character didn't look like they were making contact with the ground when they were moving through the world. Mm. Like they were just kind of like gliding 100%. over it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> if, if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. And that has always been a thing that's bothered me. And I think that's just like, that's just something that I've like realized about myself is that like, Oh, this is like super important to me. Mm. Yeah. yeah. It's just little things that kind of pull you out. Even with an old game, you still yeah. trying to get immersed in it. And if it pulls you out of that, then it's, yeah, you're not going to enjoy it the same. Mm. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that's kind of um, my problem with a lot of the the shooter games in VRs because they're just because it's just a pair of disembodied hands essentially, and that would kind of take me out of it. I, mean, I haven't tried VR, so I can't actually sort of say how I feel because I've never really been in that situation. But the impression that I get from watching videos of it is, especially with stuff like the the Batman Arkham VR stuff, is the fact that it's just two disembodied hands doesn't really connect with me as i am being this character it's just basically it's just me i mean the only way that i could justify that would be sort of like if i'm playing as rayman and that's basically it other than <laughs> other than yeah, yeah, yeah other than that it just I, it would completely take me out of it yeah it, it's to serve a purpose because they can't guarantee where your hands arms are going to be and so i can understand just not trying to glitch through things mm. um but it's that's why i think i really the far point does does um well for me is because it has the arms there mm. yeah sometimes they go a bit wobbly and do some weird stuff but in general they're there holding the gun and that's what you're seeing and that's what yeah makes it cool yeah helps it be cool yeah Alrighty, well, we'll um, get into what the what the listeners have to say. So I will take the first two. Um, so I think this might be possibly a new contributor because I've never seen this name before. Uh, at Threnza, who said that it's a uh, that's David Petroco. I don't know if you know him by that name or not. Uh, I've heard of him, but uh, I've never actually spoken to him before. So he's yeah. a good dude. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah, from what I've heard, yeah, that's fine. Well, I mean, if you guys say it's a good dude, I'm more than willing to take your word on that. He <laughs> um, says, uh, it needs to be fun to play. I don't have enough free time anymore to screw around with unfun slash boring games. My word of advice, don't play Need for Speed 2015 because that's exactly what you're going to get. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm particularly salty about that game to the point where I was so angry with it, I had to get the Platinum just to justify it. <laughs> That's how I've never been so angry. I've decided to get the platinum just to actually, I don't know, qualm my my need to throw it out the window. I don't know why. That's that's one of the weirdest things I've ever done. Like, I hate this game, so I'm gonna get the platinum in it. Wonderful. Um, <laughs> yeah. But. Well, that's me with with insight. I got went and got all the achievements to get the alternative ending just to try and be more satisfied, which didn't work. 
Mm. <laughs> so yes, yeah. I can understand it. Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, I also have one from <laughs> Company the, the Bushido Hunter. Add <laughs> 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 um, the Law Hunter onto a friend of all of us. Um, uh, was I think it was in uh, reply to uh, Threnzo's post uh, saying mm-hmm. this I need to be engaged whether it is through interesting uh, an interesting story world systems with meaningful decisions so mm. yeah yeah definitely yeah I can get behind that totally uh, Vader can you take the next two please yep just before that you said that he's friend of us all I think he's actually friends of us all except Brian and he's his arch nemesis now yeah <laughs> 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 Yeah, that's true. I, 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 I took his, I took his spot. Um, Not only am I permanent host now, but I also still have more guest spots than he does. <laughs> oh my way to kick a man when he's down. Yeah, I'd say. See, I just the only way to do uh, it. This is from Regent of Retweets uh, or at Sentinel Plus. Good dude. Indeedy. Uh, story is preferred then system and mechanics if the world building is solid weak combat can be forgiven Witcher 3 is a fine example oh yeah I can see that because um, I usually would be the other way around it's all about mechanics for me um, and, and but yeah The Witcher I really enjoyed despite the combat mm. um, but yeah mm-hmm. so I guess it does change depend on the game, I guess, in some ways. And then we have Leonard Johnson, another good dude, Dr. Mm-hmm. Faust's death, dead. Mm-hmm. Um, Rule of Rose is my stand out for story trumping pretty awful gameplay. Rule of Rose. I don't know that game. Uh, I believe it's, it's an it's old a PS2 survival horror game. game. Yeah. yeah. I've heard of it, and it's a bit obscure, isn't it? <laughs> it is, and it's also, yeah. like, weirdly rare. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool, though. Yeah, there was a couple of those on the PS2. Um, oh, I can't remember the name of it, but there was there was one where I think you played like a ghost on a space station or something like that. I can't remember. Was it Echo Knight? Oh, it might have been. Yeah, actually, it might have been. Yeah, from yeah, those, soft- those are from software games, actually. Oh wow! Yeah, way to bring it full <laughs> circle. Another one of those. Yeah. God, bloody hell! Yeah, man. Well, um, Brian, I think you're next up. Yeah, we'll move on to uh, uh, Jeremy Greer at JG Greer. Nobody knows who he is. Yeah, no, I'm not, not clear now. He, <laughs> he, uh, he replied to the tweet for some reason, and he says, I like for it to have, quote, Dark Souls in the title two-thirds of the time. Same. And I just, I'm, I'm, I'm going to choose to believe that he means Dark Souls and Dark Souls 2, and not Dark Souls 3. Mm. Well, yeah, I suppose so. Yeah, I mean, so especially <laughs> especially how he felt with Dark Souls 3. I felt really gutted for him, actually, when you were talking about... Um, the ring city and everything i felt really good for him because you could genuinely tell that he was disappointed and as i said mm-hmm. to him he said if metal gear turned out that way i would be just as devastated because it's it's my thing it's my biggest franchise in terms of games so to have it kind of end on a real shitter like that must have been really hard to see so yeah but just the way it goes sometimes uh, uh steven can you take the next one please or this is uh, Shinobi of the Cosmos. He's at Darth Shinobi. Another good dude. Yeah, good dude. Um, fluidity of movement and absorption in uh, games, world, and systems. Yeah. Like I was mm. saying before, Doom. 
yeah. the best yeah. movement in a shooter. It's so good. And then, uh, Brian, you actually brought up uh, Flint Hook. You're like mm. the only other person on the internet I see talking about Flint Hook. <laughs> and how yeah, great I love that, that game, man. It's great to play. Mm. It's so great. Um, but yeah, absolutely. The way you move through a world is real important. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Very much agreed. Yeah, definitely. Um, I will take the next one, which is uh, from John Gamble at 99 Dexterity. So I guess that gives us a bit of a bit of a look into how he chooses to play Dark Souls. <laughs> um, he says, uh, "Appropriate use of sound slash music can make or break a game for me." That's actually that's quite an underrated point because the sound design in certain games, Alien Isolation, springs to mind. The sound design in that game just completely sucked me into it. Just hook, line, and sinker had me. And similarly, even just like a soundtrack. Again, Doom. We're back to Doom again. But Doom, honestly, Doom soundtrack is so good that I put it above every single metal album i heard last year it was just because i've i'm a bit jaded on metal nowadays anyway so that wasn't exactly a difficult thing to do but it just completely just owned everything it was just such an incredible Ooh. album so something like um hotline miami i yes. think was as good as yes. it was because of its soundtrack yes yeah definitely. that game just like made me feel gross when i was playing it yes. i think the, the soundtrack had a big part mm-hmm. uh, of that yeah, definitely. That that's um, actually something incredible. that I I forgot to bring up earlier when we were talking about the surge is that like there are parts of that game where the atmosphere gets really good. Yes, and, like absolutely. Uh, when when you go when you go underground for the first time and it's like super dark and you just got your headlights and <clears throat> uh, like you know you're not really like there there's not a whole lot of music in the game of course because it's a it's in the it's in the souls milieu, mm-hmm. um, but. You can just like hear the guys like the their like lightning weapons like crackling mm. like down the hallway before you see them and that's like that's really tense. It's got a real it's got a real dead space vibe to it for parts. Mm. Yeah, that's cool. I didn't have headlights because I don't know how to get armor. Actually, I didn't have <laughs> headlights either because I didn't know how to turn them on. But I had I had one of those crackly blue swords, so I used that to to light my way. Okay. Anyway, uh, I had headlights because I know how to play video games. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for a torch. So. <laughs> I saw the sign saying "push down to turn on your body." I'm like, I don't have any body armor. <laughs> um, <laughs> and that didn't hint to you that you should go figure out how to get body armor. Well, I did got it got it soon after that, but then I couldn't afford the scraps to do to get it for a while. Sure. <laughs> They got good. Um, this is from, <laughs> I guess, is this Mori? Mori? Yep. Mori yep. Blue? Um, on Twitter, Mor- at Mori Blue. Um, I think this is the first time she's written in. No, uh, she, said, she said something to you about what to do with your your uh, gift cards one time. Oh, yeah, that's right. Mm. Um, Law first, then movement, and finally weapon art. I can't with I can't bear bones reasons for quests. <laughs> Did I read that right? Uh I can't with Sorry, Mari. Like I can't deal with. Mm. I can't deal with bear bones. Ah, that makes more sense. Sorry. <laughs> dumbness coming through. I can't bear with um yeah. Yeah. Bad quests, just going get stuff for the sake of us can get very boring, I agree. Um mm. But check potato chips and only hack and slash. Mm. 
Yeah, I'm the same. I just can't deal with just repetitive hack and slash games. Um, it needs to feel, yeah. I like to feel what I'm doing, like my character, like I'm actually doing what I say I'm doing, not just the characters doing it for me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so Musou I agree game. with that. What? I kind of like the Musou games. <laughs> oh, okay. Like Dynasty Warriors? Oh, oh you okay. Do like I was like, I don't know what that is. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah you had me confused that. as well. Yeah. <laughs> the, yeah the, the fun for a while but i tend to burn out them pretty quick i have enjoyed them like i enjoyed the um dragon quest heroes mm-hmm. played the berserk one that was about it that was pretty yeah. cool mm. yeah um oh and and i guess i should give feedback on what i got with my vouchers in the end i didn't get a tattoo of jeremy on my chest did you get some pink um, panties though no <laughs> I got um, Mario Kart 8 <laughs> and okay. pre-ordered the Cloud um, Strife Amiibo. So basically exactly what I told you to do. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I can't remember. Well. But uh, and I've still got $35 sitting there, which um, I'm working on a, um, a Vegeta Batman cosplay for next week weekend. Mm-hmm. And so I'm pretty sure I'm going to buy the Batman Vegeta pop vinyl to match with me, uh, which would be kind of fun. And Odin's doing trunks, so I might get him a trunks pop vinyl. Oh, lovely. Yeah. Right, and then following up, um, <laughs> this is from the false Scott. Listen to this woman. <laughs> I just thought that was funny, so I put it in there. <laughs> that is funny. Um, yeah. It's interesting how people have different views. Like some people are all about story and lore, whereas others are just, no, it's all about mechanics. Like mm-hmm. they don't care less. Yeah. And you see that with Dark Souls, different people being brought in in different ways. Mm. Yeah, I think it's, it's I think it's really important to point out, at least from my point of view, like I, I keep hearing the argument that like, oh, if you like the story in a game, then you know then look for better stories in other mediums because they tell better stories. I'm like, I, they it seems like people like to make the argument that uh, a game story is superfluous because anything else can tell a story, um, that they're not unique to games, but yeah, I don't know about you guys. But I I don't know. I feel like I've been hearing that a lot lately, and I wholeheartedly disagree with that sentiment. Like, mm. yeah, yeah. even a yeah. linear story in a game still feels way more powerful than a passive story that you watch because you have to engage in it on some level. Mm. So I don't know. As uh, that's one thing I kept seeing story uh, pop up here, even though most of us were uh, um, were all about the mechanics and stuff that are a little more video gamey. Uh, that I think both are very important to an additive to video games yeah. as a whole. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I think we can le- we can learn more in a story, as you say, is more engaging through a video game medium because you're interacting. Even if it is just simple pushing the button occasionally, you're choosing or you're doing something. Um, the Fated, the Sacred, the Silent Oath, the VR game that I talked about a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. there's a point where... The mechanics are that you sh- you can respond by at certain points by nodding or shaking your head, and there's a point where something bad's happened and you've got to respond, and the answer is no, and it's quite tragic what's happening, and it's actually quite more it's kind of a bit more powerful that you're actually having to say no I failed mm. by shaking your head because you're doing it rather than if you just watch that on a screen you'd be sad for the character but yeah when you're actually doing that it, it kind of it drives it home a little a little further mm. yeah plus from my own personal perspective it's I would like to see a book or a film or a TV series pull off the Psychomantis fight 
as good as the game does because <laughs> <laughs> because I'm sorry but that that fight is just in terms of like the mechanics of it and the the story the story is so well told through the mechanics that if you lose the mechanics you lose the story because the we yeah. the, well, and then the then that even comes back harder in Metal Gear Solid 4 with that easter egg with Psychomentis when you exactly. come back and you try to pull the same thing again yep. and they totally know you're going to do that yep. <laughs> exactly they totally they've scored you and you didn't even realize it so there's no way that you'd, you'd be able to portray that level through like a film or a book or something it just you can't you cannot do it so I mean I, yeah I would completely disagree with that as well just yeah, it's true that some game stories would translate well to a film or a game, uh, sorry, a game uh, or a book or something if they weren't a game anyway. But there have been so many stories I've been told via a game that I feel is just perfect because it was the perfect medium to tell that story. Um, mm. Like games like Life is Strange and everything have got me so gripped emotionally and have broken my heart to the extent that they did because of how I was engaging with the story and what the story was telling me as a feedback to that so I think the ability to engage with the story is really important to actually understand why a game story is as important as it is because if you lose that interaction you lose the connection to it and if you don't have connection to a story it's like you don't unless it's a very good film, you don't have a particular connection to it because you're just sitting there watching it. And yes, you have to pay attention, but you're not engaging with it on an actual interactive level. Whereas with a game, you can get a story across via something that you actually have to physically do. So if you have to physically figure that out and apply that to get a piece of the story, then I find that it's just it's something that is completely unique to games and just cannot be replicated by any other medium. Yeah. <laughs> what, what I do like is if a game's done, like The Witcher is better for it having books mm. because I think it helps the game developer expand on the, that world um, and it because they've got that resource. So, I, yeah, I think they can, mediums can work together, but, mm. yeah, games tell a different story because you get to feel and ex- experience that world of The Witcher. Yeah, exactly. By just reading. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Good point, Stephen. Definitely. Indeed. Yes. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Great uh, operation. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess I'm up next. Yes, so, please. Uh, this is Michael. Michael Prane. I'm. I'm assuming. I think it's Prane. I'm not sure, but I'm mm. pretty sure it's Prane. Mm-hmm. with that for right now uh at michael underscore Prane on twitter uh, he says combat mechanics for sure i like to fight things in games so if the fight's not fun it's tough for me to like movement is a close second yep yep mm-hmm. fair point. pretty important absolutely fair <laughs> yeah, point. Uh, yeah i think i kind of tend to loop combat mechanics a little bit in with uh with movement because like i, I those two things are so intertwined with me for me mm. yeah is that like i when i'm moving around in the combat like it needs to feel good and so like swinging my sword needs to feel good as well mm. yeah it's it's not just that as well it's going from like say in an Elder Scrolls game or something going from actually just walking around the environment to having to engage in combat it's just you want to feel like that 
feels like you are actually doing that you don't just want it to be a sort of a stop and start process you need to feel like the animation feels smooth and fluid compared to the animation you were previously doing where you were just walking whereas now you are walking with your sword held up and now you're actually swinging that sword so you all want it all these systems to sort of mesh together perfectly um which gives you just an overall feeling of just decent movement yeah for sure yeah definitely um brian could you take the next one please yes this next one is from nikki uh at lost panda uh everybody's favorite uh everybody's favorite person i think just in general um i'm gonna i'm gonna gonna try to read this like she typed it uh girls pretty strong smooth controls story slash pacing (laughs) characters i can (laughs) actually care about and uh design I really couldn't get into Final Fantasy IX because the character designs and overall style of the game were very unappealing to me. Uh, Nikki, we're fighting now because Final Fantasy IX rules. <laughs> Until like disc three or whatever that is. Well, like late disc three. Hmm. Some issues. <laughs> I've never played Final Fantasy game in my life. So apart from seven for like three <laughs> hours. But yeah, so can't help with that one. Um I will take this one, uh, the penultimate one, uh, which is from a friend of the show, Pat, at PatSan86, um, who basically, I think he started off by just agreeing with everybody, um, saying very good answers. In my opinion, you know a great game when you're playing it. Always be mindful of your time, your wallet, and your console. I can only be mindful of two of those things. (laughs) Maybe one, if I had to actually push it, and I'll leave you the listener to determine which one that is <laughs> I, don't know. That's all I, I, I worry that you have t- trouble with all three of those josh <laughs> i was i was trying to give myself a bit of credit here but you're absolutely right yeah <laughs> yeah um, yeah uh, could you round us off with the last one please vader uh, this is from mr turch the mm. turch yes uh on twitter uh, a good story is all I need and I want the game to have an easy mode because I like to just hang back and enjoy the game mm. yeah and there's definitely there's no shame in playing a game on easy mode As uh, I've spent nearly 40 hours in Prey and Easy so, and I've enjoyed every second I don't feel ashamed about it because if I had stayed on normal uh, this might have been an entirely different conversation so yeah, yeah. I, I like how, how a lot of uh Mass Effect, I think, was the first one I remember seeing it in. Um, Mass Effect Three was where it was like, yeah, you just want to just do story mode. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I, I didn't even think really that was, call that's it a really easy cool mode. idea. Like, mm. it's like this is just the story mode where there's going to be some combat, so it gives you something to do in between story points. But it's like it's it's not there to challenge you; it's there to uh, be a, just another part of the story mm. at that point, which I think is cool. I, mm. I do like that as an idea. Yeah, definitely definitely right well i think that will round us up thank you every single one of you who actually got in contact with us and so you yet again you didn't let us down so it's uh yeah shout out to the fans yeah definitely for sure it's always great to to get people's opinions and to actually be able to have a discussion like this but be respectful of each other's opinions and you know there's this kind of thing where we can really sort of get into what it is that we kind of love on games and about games on a day-to-day basis really the things that keep us going back to the games that we choose to talk about on the show so and just one more thing that i had completely forgotten to mention but i saw on twitter earlier have any of you guys watched any of the 
IGN prepared to try series at all. They've done two now. They did one on Dark Souls 1 and one on Dark Souls 3. Have you watched any of those ones? Nope. Nope. You should go check them out. Dark Souls 1 was all about trying to actually get Dark Souls 1 finished before the release of 3. And then they did that. And then they did another one just going through all of 3. They didn't do the DLC. They did do uh, the DLC for DS1. They haven't done it for 3. But they announced uh, about 3 or 4 hours ago something. I think from this weekend... Their new prepared to try run starts with their covering Bloodborne, so I'm I'm looking forward to that. That's gonna be sick. Bored. Yeah, because Bloodborne is just one of the best games ever made. So you know, and I can watch, I can mm-hmm. watch and play and talk about that game every single day for the rest of my life quite happily. It's just too good. But yeah, so I just wanted to throw that out there. So if anybody's listening, you did actually watch those two series, like myself, and you know, if you wanted to get on board with this one, I think it maybe starts Saturday. Um, but it's pretty soon anyway, so just get on cool. that if if uh, if it, you're interested, I suppose. <sighs> right. This has been a bit of a marathon recording. Yeah, it has. It's been a long old show. I mean, so according to Audio Hijack, which admittedly has been recording before we actually started the show, it's been two hours and forty nine minutes. So yeah, it's uh, still going to be a long. Cool. It's still going to really, be a long show. It's real giant bombcast levels. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Most definitely. Year comes around. We're gonna do a five no. hour stint, guys. Let's do no. it. <laughs> I to be fair, I'd actually I'd actually be up for that, but I don't think anybody else is on board, so well, I'm keen, but yeah, I'll do it. Me out. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I can talk for that long. Yeah, I'll do it. I'll be up for that. <laughs> yeah, me me, Josh and Steven will do it. Yeah, I can right, do perfect. that. Yeah, sorry, there you go. <laughs> um yeah, well Stephen, thank you very much for coming on again. It's always a pleasure to have you on. Yeah. Yeah, man. Totally. Um, where can people find you on the internet should they wish to do so? Uh, uh, I am at, I changed it. I am at Steps Vayu. Uh, it's V A Y O O. Phonetic spelling of my last name. Oh, did you actually um, change your actual spelling? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's the three. Find me on the Twitterverse uh, to hear my general, you know, bad opinions on video games and whatnot. <laughs> Hardly bad opinions. <laughs> Some possible, <laughs> some hot takes maybe, but uh, but no bad opinions that's for sure. Um, well, Vader, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, VaderVanOden.com. Um, just a little mention: I started um, a kung fu podcast, kung fu movie podcast with uh, Sentinel Plus. Mm, yes, you um, did. It's um, he's he's good. He he's like knows all the technical stuff. I'm just like I'm the dude that goes, yeah, that was a sweet fight. <laughs> so, um, so yeah it's, it's a mixed bag but um, we, we have fun watching these old kung fu movies we got we, we love them and so we're just chatting about them mm. um and yeah as i say he's got all the technical stuff he brings he knows who all the directors are and, and what else they've done and so we get into a little um chat about that and then we get into yeah chatting about the sweet uh training montages because that's my favorite part about any kung fu movie is the training montage so yeah, just check that out. It's, it's called uh, Crouching Tiger Hidden Podcast. Mm-hmm. And it can be found on iTunes. Yep. And it is bloody good listening, so make sure you get yourself subscribed to that one, because it's very good. Uh, Brian, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, people can find me on Twitter at WadeBrianR, um, and I also do another podcast uh, called Expanded Universe. It's a mm-hmm. Star Wars Legends book club, um, which you guys all know, but I, I didn't talk about it last week, so I'm going to talk about it this week. 
Uh, you can find that on Twitter at LukeCast. That's Luke with eight U's. Uh, or you can just go to the website, which is expandeduniverse.online, and you can find everything there. And if you think you know about anything about Star Wars, you don't, because Brian knows more. Uh, <laughs> so go listen to it and learn more about Star Wars. There's some really yes, obscure stuff. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a really fun podcast. I really like doing it. So. Mm. Yeah, it's another good lesson as well. Um, you can find me on Twitter at MorbidBeard. I would be, I don't know, given what the weather's been like recently, I'll probably be complaining about how badly I'm melting. So you can look, if <laughs> if you fancy seeing that happen with live commentary, then come and give me a follow, I suppose, if you want. <laughs> um, thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, if you like you know, what we do, you like what we talk about, the kind of conversation that we have, you can find this podcast and you can find all of us as hosts our own separate pages and everyone who's guested on the show has got their own sort of little separate bio that talks about how many episodes they've been on you can find that at darkinside.net you can find us on twitter at darkinsidepod Uh, you can find us on itunes and all your usual podcast apps as far as i know we're basically killed on everything so if you can dig us out on there and you know give us a subscription and uh, you you can rate and give us a quick review if you like what we do and uh, we greatly appreciate that so we shall um, see you later goodbye known throughout the world for being super weak maybe in ancient times it was really strong that's what the rumors say but they're probably wrong but now it's so weak the weakest in the land so weak that it's sad really really sad Soon have quite a batch Cast off in the